0: the only other real american art form
1: there is there's a dirty little secret i've said that
2: if melinda
1: brown duncan baby if it weren't my daughter perhaps i'd be dating her but you gotta eat the booty like groceries you gonna die doing this dumbass you yeah, f-ing, f***ing fool open your mouth like you this milk open your f***ing mouth man you gotta do you like my two-year-old baby the truth of the matter is you were not a good baby well you ain't seen nothing my friend until you have a flame coming out of your butthole, and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants, you ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. What?
0: You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut.
1: Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam, all upside his head. Just slap the... That's going make you slap somebody. This is her This is terrible. I'm 46 years old. You know, you your I have to take off... Anywhere. I had to take off my shoes. So kiss my black... Just out of curiosity. Why do they go away? What, what's the point of it? Why do you find joy in taking innocent people finding a way to be mean to? It's not okay, make fun of my nose, they call me ugly, they say I have no friends. I would just reiterate that again, our record's unacceptable and we accept full responsibility for that. I want to say this, Hugh Jackson will be back as our coach next year in 2018. Uh, that's the one thing I came here for and I haven't delivered uh, that uh, to this organization or the football team and for that I apologize, but I promise you this, I'm going to do everything in my power. You know, from this moment on, uh, to get this organization turned to winning. Except for jumping in that
3: lake.
2: <laughs> <laughs> except,
3: except for that part. Hugh Jackson not going to do that. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. It is the final day of the work week. Wow. Thank the dear Lord, right? Wow, dude, I'm a big proponent of four day work weeks yeah. now. You know what I mean? Like, I, and and I, here's what I would trade iHeartMedia for this. Okay. Okay. I I would trade them. I <laughs> seriously. All hear right. me out. Let me hear this. I'll give you two more hours a day. Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah.
3: I let's I'll, uh, 6 to noon.
0: All day, dude. Now Every which day.
3: now which day do we want? Do we want Monday or Friday?
0: Uh, that we get off. Probably going with Friday, right? Monday sounds alluring, but I think Friday would really be the prize. I there.
3: only want Monday because everybody else
0: hates Monday right, so much and like I can laugh Garfield at you. posters. Oh, goes for the Monday's here.
3: <laughs> and I can laugh at your ass, right? And like, I That would be the only reason I would want to take Monday. But I Friday. would trade...
0: Really? Party day, right? I mean, then you get all day. You can start pre-gaming at noon. You can go hard. But,
3: See, 20 years ago when I was like a Thursday Thursdays person, right? I would have been
0: like, yeah, dude, give me Friday off. The only thing I'll say about... About Monday at that point then you open up Sunday to a true Sunday fun day oh, I know, I know Sunday fun day let's go eat brunch is a very popular thing but if you really had a second Saturday in that Sunday that wouldn't be bad either. yeah it's not the worst but-
3: all right here's the thing six to two every day. <laughs> no but I I would legitimately I would rather do six hour shows yeah. Oh, and yeah. work four days a week, for sure.
0: Uh, there's no doubt about it. We're I mean, still not hitting a full. <laughs> I was going to say, you and I talking about six hours, I think a vast majority of Americans, though, if you gave them the option of, <clears throat> hey, work that 10-hour day. Four tens? Right, four oh, tens, yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? I
3: was talking to, um when I was in Vegas, my, my brother's buddy's a fire captain, right? And he, like... It's not, like, sometimes it's those guys do three days on, two days off or whatever. Right. And, like, he was telling me, he's like, some weeks, yeah, he's like, we work 36 and then I'm off. And I, I would like that almost.
0: I, I, I think a part of the problem is there is when you're on those long shifts and doctors, fire department, you know, first responders, people have to deal with that. Sometimes I worry, like, are you getting fatigued? Are you really as effective in hour 11, 12, and 13 as you were That's in a hour fair. one, two, three?
3: Like, well, I, because I, I talked to him about that. I was like, well, I was like, you know, you guys got bunks and you guys sleep, at you know, in the thing. And he said to me, he looked at me and Smirked at me. I was like, what? He's like, Dan, this is Las Vegas. Yeah. He was like, he's like, our, our alarms are going off every twenty minutes. Right. I wouldn't assume that there's too much rest there. I was like, all right, so that's fair. That is a legitimate argument in that.
0: I would just think, even from like the corporate level, though, like even. But that's the, a know, hard gig, dude. You and I are telling right, D jokes. Right, right. <laughs> you know What I mean,
3: I got thirty six hours of D jokes I mean. But
0: if we're talking about like you know normal jobs, not necessarily first responders, not either radio you know show morning idiots okay. either. We're talking like real American jobs here. I would think that from a corporate level, having your employees only there four times a week, and then you could have. A another like shift where it's like all right some of you guys work monday through thursday some of you guys work tuesday through friday some of you guys work wednesday through saturday productivity goes up right I would think so Has I think to. I mean and I guess we're talking about a very radical change to the american workforce there but like I would well, think Well that's that would, what th- we th- do
3: that's, the, the game. that's this dude that's, that's what, what boring do, PBS do. radio shows do <laughs> They that's what they do They talk to you about the change needed for the american mm-hmm. workforce mm-hmm. I'll tell you what well, I'll tell you what the american workforce needs and you're getting it tonight because tonight's first friday Oh and I'm so happy, okay? Because dude, our good buddy Mike down at Busman, yeah. Is doing nineties hip hop night tonight. Ooh. Yeah, no, he got me in the mood. Ooh. Like I was listening to Biggie on my way here. I would assume so. Just getting me all ready for that. Like, dude, I love the 90s hip. I love throwback hip-hop nights in bars. And so, like, dude, your boy's gonna be tipsy down there tonight for uh, sure. Th-
0: there's there's no question, First Friday is always a good time. I oh, keep yeah. talking about it. January is definitely one of the best First Fridays of the year. The ice um, sculpting, right? It's ice sculpting, and I just yeah, I remember that, that last Just a cool thing to do. Obviously, there's going to be freezing ass weather that you're gonna have to deal with, but like, dude, bars are heated, the shops are heated. Everything's heated. Yeah, I can't wait. You just got to walk from thing to thing to thing. There's going to be a right. lot of
3: sad singing, flower bringing, if the burglar <laughs> alarm starts ringing. You know what I mean? Dude, Biggie all day. I, I love saw,
0: it. I saw yesterday people on social media were talking like, well, it's going to be canceled. It's going to be too cold. No it's going to be canceled. It, first Friday does not cancel. Dude, alcoholics don't no, cancel. There is no like, oh, well, the weather's bad or we'll do it next week. Nope. There is no First Friday. Tonight is First Friday. No, you, we do, cancel you, you school for
3: those little bitches. Adults kick up their,
0: you know, adults well, do their stuff. Well, Oh well, yes, yes, no. I'm okay with that. Nine
3: year olds, no, you know, twenty-nine year olds are different. We were making this argument yesterday. Like I and I said, dude, one kid freezes to death out there and you're all gonna look insane. So like let them take the day off. One drunk person
0: freezes at first Friday and it's, and like, it's oh, funny. Oh dude, yeah, that wasn't exactly what we wanted <laughs> yeah, to happen. But not exactly the prunts we were after. Um I uh, I'm excited for you, dude. Honestly, 90s hip hop night. You know, Buzzbin. Oh, yeah. First Friday. I feel yeah. like that's going to be a, a target-rich environment for you. Yeah, boy I think there.
3: I ordered you ordered in.
0: Okay. Nah, See, that might be the problem. Nah, I don't nah. think it's a problem. Okay. All right, I was going <laughs> to say. Dude, your boy's pretty happy with what's on his menu. You're uh, you uh, you just going to have to, then you're going to have to have a, a partner all night. She's going with you,
3: she's going Oh, uh, I don't okay. think that that's the way that's going Okay, down.
0: later in the evening?
3: Yeah, I believe I'm going out. Okay. And then we're gonna meet up later. Okay. Yeah. So
0: who knows? Plenty
3: of time for me to earn his spiner in. You know what I mean? Like that. You know that two yard line. That's a dude. That's she's a tricky bitch.
0: Maybe you could, uh, you know, have an early rendezvous and a later rendezvous. Ah, uh, dude, I don't think I got it in me. <laughs> Santa's over forty. I, I, I
3: yeah, I think the regeneration time is gonna put that one, uh, that one a little out of reach for your boy.
0: I can't believe we have Biggie in the system. Who's playing Notorious B.I.G. on our us, radio? Awesome. Okay. Uh, we probably ordered it.
3: Every hour on the program, you get hooked up with a $1,000. 7 o'clock, we'll talk to Mark Munch Bishop, but let's get you hooked up with that $1,000 right now.
2: Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text-confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9.
3: Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Win your way into the Canton Charge game tonight at the Civic Center. We'll do that for you at 8.30. Dollar dog night, baby. Oh.
2: Dollar
3: dog Nights. Damn, dude. I might have to go there after getting tipsy at the first Friday.
0: Dude, you know what? It's not even that far of a walk. Just bundle up. you would be all right. You can Make it from the palace down to the down to the Civic Center. Far walk,
3: close Uber. That's how I'm looking at it.
0: That's how I'm looking at it. A
3: Dollar dog night? Yeah. Dude, just get whiskey hammered, then yeah. just shove case meats in my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I- I'm sure that'll end well.
0: Oh, and great! Dude, local media personality escorted out of the Canton Civic Center, vomits on center court. Oh, I figured it was going to be angry
3: yelling <laughs> about how they ran out of hot dogs. All right, if I just vomit, that's probably not the worst, right? I don't know. You work there. I don't want to.
0: Yeah. yeah. Losing two jobs in one day. I wasn't involved in the incident at all. That can happen. Happened to me once, as a matter of fact.
3: Happened to me once. Coming up at 7 o'clock, we'll talk to Mark Munch-Bishop, who is all upset with me. He's pissed at me. Why? Uh, because Terrell Pryor, is, I guess, is like alluding to the fact that he might be willing to come back here and play for the Cleveland Browns. And of course, it's because the Washington Redskins think he sucks. And I told you when Terrell Pryor, like, you know, manned up it was like, no, nah, dude, I-, I want more money. And I told you, I was like, Terrell Pryor looks good because he's playing on a team that isn't good. Once he goes to a team that's got some other talent, it's going to be evident that the kid's not that good.
0: I can't say I'm surprised that Munch is uh, standing by his man right there with TP. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean that's who local, he is.
3: Local Cleveland guy, right. went to Ohio State, that right. whole thing. You ain't
0: getting him off that, no. dude. That's, that's a dog on a bone right exactly. there.
3: Exactly. Exactly. So he's all upset with me. But I, but I, I but honestly, I think Terrell Pryor's probably good, but marginal. I mean, you went to Jay Gruden, head coach, offensive guy, and you had Kirk Cousins, which say what you want, but better than any Browns quarterback we've had since Bernie, and you still couldn't play the position. So, no thanks, bro. You you showed me your ego. You showed me who you thought you were. You went up there and you couldn't get it done with all the more tools and all the more talent around you. Tells me everything I need to know. Stay gone, Terrell. So Munch and I are probably going to argue about that. There it is. And another guy that Munch and I argue about a lot, because he thinks I'm crazy, is Joe Hayden. He's a Joe Hayden, like Homer. He loves Joe Hayden. And I was I was on the Joe Hayden thing, like, dude, let him go early versus you know keeping on to him too long. It's a little bit of the Patriots model there. And I think this is a little bit Trumpian, is that I think people hate the Joe Hayden trade because of who did it, not because of what got done. Or the release of Joe Hayden, not the trade, sorry. Is I think you hate it because it was Sashi, and not because it. And you don't hate the move. I think you just hate who did it, and so it makes you hate the move.
0: End of the day, I don't think Joe Hayden was going to win the Cleveland Browns any football games this year. So all he does is get torched. uh, He got
3: torched on Sunday.
0: I'm not going to, uh, to be too upset about it.
3: He got torched by us a couple of times on Sunday. Tells you everything you need to know. The best Joe Hayden years are behind him. You're going to be able to cover up the stink of it a little bit in the secondary of the Pittsburgh Steelers because they're a better
0: football team. Yeah, but he wore that retro Cavs jersey and sat courtside that one time, so... I don't fall for shtick. That's Uh, not what I do. But you can... I'll stop shticking it up so much.
3: You can add (laughs) Joe Hayden to the people who are against the 0-16 parade. He was talking to ESPN on Thursday. And he says... I think it's just lame. I feel like if you want to be that miserable and have an 0-16 parade, then have fun. I just think it's lame. I think they went 0-16, the organization, and everybody is not happy with it. I feel like the fans, they're not going to be happy about celebrating an 0-16 parade. I think it's just really lame. See, I won't go so far as to call it lame. But I'm not necessarily in the camp of it.
0: Um, dude, you can think it's lame. I, I don't think that's too much of an issue. Everyone's got their opinion on things. Um, I, uh, I I mean, at this point, the, the real hindrance to me and the thing that has me like, no way I'm not doing this is, dude, it's going to be like negative 15 degrees. It's going to be on the lake. There's going to be like a foot of lake effect snow coming down on you. And it's going to be like 9 o'clock in the morning that you have to get there. I, I'm out. Like, I, I wanted to go. I wanted to be a part of this just because I like to go see a show. I like to go see a spectacle. But, like, I'm not, dude, I'm not going to freeze my balls off that
3: i'm not no there there, not. there are a lot of things working against it for me
2: yeah
3: you know what i mean there are a lot of negative like not. i don't want to call them negatives but there are a lot of things that are stopping me from doing it it's a drive it's mm-hmm. gonna be freezing cold like mm-hmm. everything you just said i'm with you on all counts because it's like eh. if it was 65 i'd be like all right let's go get we'll go get parking lot drunk and watch it and it'll be fun
0: now you could put all of those things up against like a Browns hypothetical Super Bowl parade, I'd be like alright, it's probably worth doing it, let's go. You know what I mean? Like, bro, because when we went to the Cavs parade, it was awesome. It was an awesome, it was an experience, and there was 1.3 million people there, but just for me to go show up and for there to be like 2,000, 3,000 Browns fans drunk walking around in a parking lot, I don't think it's going to be too I don't, I don't need that. I've been to the Muni lot before, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I do not need that and in I my
3: life. I don't think you're getting anywhere near 3,000 people there. Now, I could be way wrong. And again, I'm not hating on it. So, like, if he gets $5,000, do not be like, see, you idiot. I'm just saying, I think all the things working against it, I think 3000 is lofty. But I'm telling you, I, I think there's another conversation to be had in this entire parade and nobody's talking about it. I think you're going to get violence. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? Dude, there's passion on the other side of this. Okay. There's passionate okay. people who are legitimately against like this millennial attitude where it's okay to celebrate losing and that kind of thing. And, dude, I like we told McNeil when we had him on. He is a polarizing guy. Right? And he likes to antagonize people, dude. And I'm telling you, there's gonna be like there's I, I saw a tweet where this guy says, I'm driving four plus hours to go because I think it's awesome. So if you're gonna have that. You're gonna have people who are gonna drive twenty minutes from Strongsville who hate you. <laughs>
0: to go knuckle up though?
3: Well dude, there are there's already been people on like announcing on Facebook like we're going to oppose what they're doing. And you don't think that's gonna turn physical? Absolutely it
0: will. I feel like the opposition at that point, like what do you like What are you doing? You're holding... I I, I don't get that.
3: I I mean, I have been been in the Muni lot enough times and have seen enough fights over opposing jerseys to where I think if you're mocking the team and you're from here, there's that thing. I just think people are... I think there's... You and I are casual sports fans. As much as we like it, as much as we consume it, as much as we tweet about it, talk about it on the program, we would still be in the casual sports fan column. There are hardcore dudes out there who, like honestly, I'm telling you, are gonna freak out when people are, when they feel like people are laughing in their face.
0: You're gonna go fight somebody over an 0-16 team. Yes! That's on you guys. That's on you.
3: I also think, dude, it's not necessarily about the team. I think it's also, I'm gonna fight you over this mentality that it's okay to
0: mock loserdom. Isn't loserdom to be mocked? I... Is, I mean, isn't loserdom to be mocked? Isn't that what? Isn't that? Isn't that at its core? We're making fun of our team because they're so bad. Isn't like that saying? I, do, I don't want you to lose. <sighs> Is it, I, I
3: mean, I'm probably closer to that side of the argument than the other one.
0: If if, if if violence really does break out here, I mean, dude, that is, that's a sad state of affairs. Like, and that's the thing. It's like, don't get me wrong. Like, yes, you think this is stupid. You think this is lame. You think this is whatever. Fine. But like, there's been riots over sporting events before. That's to me ridiculous. Yes, this is stupid and idiotic and childish. I, but riots over like a true, you know, like a, a, a championship. Okay. That's ridiculous. So
3: we're saying 3000 people. How many people do you think get arrested? This is not a celebration, dude. You got to remember that. Like, because there were very few arrests at the Cavs parade. Right. But, dude, everybody was in a happy mood. Right. And you're talking, you're stacking it up against a Brown Super Bowl parade, dude. I throw my kid into the freezing lake to get to that, like, so (laughs) that's different. But I'm telling you, dude, guys, there are people who are. Guys told me. I I love you. I've listened to you for 15 years. I am staying away from you that entire day that you're putting him on as I'm sitting out your show that day as a protest. I'll be back the next day. Take me there. I hate that guy that much that I'm going to stay away from you that day. I mean, that's how polarizing this is. You can't tell me that there's not at least
0: potential for some violence. Oh, oh, dude, I'm 100%. Like I said, dude, if you throw a bunch of drunk Browns fans together, yes, there's going to be potential for violence and arrest. Um, And I guess if anything, as you say that, boy, you really do have to, even if you don't like him. How
3: appropriate is Excedrin's there? What a (laughs) headache it is.
0: Even if you don't like him, even if you think this whole thing is stupid, you at the very least have to give a little bit of credit to this uh, uh, Chris McNeil um, just based on the sense of, dude, you've got people ready to, like, to lynch you. Right. I mean, like, and that at the end of the day, this dude started his Twitter and started his character and started his persona as a way to get attention. And he's succeeded 100%. He, I, I, 100%. Mean,
3: I told him during the interview, you, you are fantastic at Twitter. Like, he is. There's a science to being a good Twitter follow. I know a lot of us, like, Hear that and we go that's ridiculous And I would normally be on that side Of the argument but there is there's a science Like that is something I need to know How to be better at But he he does kind of know how to do That Twitter science and kind of get you moved around The board he does but With the good comes the bad And as a guy who's had People show up at the radio stations over the years threaten to beat me up in parking lots Dude I'm telling you I, I, I think There's now you're not going to get to him that day but you're going to be able to get to the guy who's got the sign making fun of Hugh Jackson and you've just been stewing in the parking lot since 6 a.m. getting drunk because you're pissed about it. And I'm telling you, dude, there's going to be haymakers thrown.
0: Over under 10 arrests? Over. Over 10. Over. Again, you got to remember,
3: it's not a celebration. It's not a celebration because things are so awesome. And so I, I think if, if that's what it is, people are in a more joyous mood. But, dude, there's going to be, it's going to, dude, I'll tell you you how the whole thing's going to start. It's going to start with snowballs thrown at floats, and then it's going to be like, dude, come on, what are you doing? It's just a parade. We're just having fun. Oh, yeah? Bam. And then somebody's going to get punched. And then before you know it, mob mentality takes over. I'm telling you, I think the whole thing's a mess by the end of the day.
0: Burn the whole thing down. Is
3: it all right if that's kind of where I'm at, like, fingers crossed? Like, dude, I hope the whole thing just turns into
0: a bloody mess. At least we don't have to plan a show on Monday. We'll have something to talk about. Just have
3: McNeil on again. Like, hey, buddy, come on, do it again. Whip him up in a fever, buddy. I'm I'm excelling it a little bit, but I do think that there will be some violence. I just think there are passionate people on the other side of this that have that old school mentality of, no, bro, you don't celebrate losing. And there are people who are pointing out that he's calling it a protest now and he's only calling it a protest now because people have been attacking him for celebrating losing.
0: I I, I think that was probably like a little bit of a muddled message where it's like, it seemed to me pretty self evident that this was a mockery from the beginning. But if people were like, no, the word parade means celebration, well, then it's like, all right, well, then to make you happy, to placate you, I'll, we'll call it a protest. I
3: would again, I, I would again, I'm probably closer to that side. And I understand sarcasm, I think, better than the average bear. So, yes. But again, that's logic being applied to the mob mentality. And I'm not sure that's the way that's going to go. There's also an argument and a sentiment out there that one day you're going to be good. And when you're good, people are still going to shove it in your face that this had happened. And I think they shove it in your face that you're 0-16, regardless if there's a parade or not. So I'm not sure if that's enough reason not to do it. But there are people out there that are like, when we're good and we're winning, I don't want people to be able to talk to me about a parade that happened because we were 0-16. So. so when in the next,
0: when are the, when is that happening? You tell me when that happens. No, that's a you fair point, too. You tell me
3: what. But Joe Hayden thinks it's lame. I've never heard a better reason to do it in my entire life. That guy is
0: well past it.
3: I'll let Munch yell at me about Joe Hayden and Terrell Pryor. That'll happen at 7 o'clock. Actually, you'll get hooked up with $1,000 right after uh, that interview with Munch, too. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang
2: on. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 1069. 69.
3: Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock River 69 Six Nine. On your first Friday, and I'm pumped, man, dude. Old school hip hop night downtown,
0: Stansberry, ready to get it I'm tonight. Ready, I'm. I mean, I'm excited for you. I hope you. Uh, I hope you do. I love the old school hip hop, dude. Uh, uh. I love it. I was listening to Biggie my whole way here. Uh,
3: I love it. I can't wait. That's gonna be a fun time. I'll probably check out some of that. I sculpting couple things stuff going on around too.
0: Yeah, I'm sure, or you'll just stumble drunk down Cleveland Avenue. But yeah, be careful out there, buddy. I don't want you hanging out too, you know, out in the cold too much, getting frostbite or something. Nah, like I'll be that. fine. All right. The liquor keeps you warm there. It's not true at all. It's <laughs> not true. Yeah, it is. Do <laughs> you drink a bunch of whiskey, you'll feel warm. You'll feel warm, but that doesn't make you any warmer. Your body temperature don't go up. I don't know. As long as I don't feel it, I don't <laughs> care what <laughs> happens. No, I'm i I want you to freeze. I don't want a Stansberry Popsicle out there.
3: Nah, uh, dude, probably not going to take a lot of layers off shrinkage. You know what I mean? Shrinkage. In July, you might get me stripped down Cleveland Avenue. January, not so much. got to switch the J's around there before you start. You know, you got to worry about shrinkage. Nah, nah, nah Your boy's not going to fare well out there like that. But I am excited about that. Got more Mac
0: than Craig.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, if you start breaking down Big E lyrics, man, he's hilarious. <laughs> Super Nintendo,
0: second Genesis.
3: Which sounds brand new now because everybody's buying retro video right. game systems. So <laughs> right. Sounding brand new now. We'll talk to Munch on sports. We'll talk to him 7 o'clock this morning. Catch him uh, weekdays. Fox Sports thirteen fifty at three
0: o'clock. Maybe catching my Buzzman tonight in old school nineties. And I, hey, Munch Man, I might be getting down. Uh, dude, knows? Munch a
3: Biggie fan. Like he would get down. Dude, imagine Munch twerking.
0: Jeez, stop. why would I
2: imagine that? <laughs>
3: All right, maybe don't imagine that. Maybe, maybe don't imagine. Brother,
2: I'll tell you what you should be
3: imagining. Listen to this. There was no winner in the Power Bowl. Estimated yeah. now five hundred and fifty million Smackers. Jeez, dude, that's a lot of money. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Like, you <laughs> could give. That is. So let's say, I mean, right, normally, right, if you take the payouts like half, right? Okay. So you're still talking 200 and some, you know, 220 some million dollars.
0: I mean, that's generational wealth right there. I mean, if you win a million bucks, like, that's great. Dude, you're that's rich, awesome. not wealthy. Right. But you, you, you're, you're, not, you're not doing anything for your grandkids necessarily with that. You could blow through a million bucks pretty quick. Oh, dude, God. If you, weekend. Walk, if you walk out with 150, uh, dude, that's astronomical money. Oh,
3: dude, two, let's, let's, let's make it $225 million. Okay. Dude, imagine. Like, you know, there are people who say, I'd still go to work. And I love this job. I love this job. But I don't, I, I, and, and I tell people, oh, yeah, I'd probably still do it because I love what I do. But the first minute my boss was a dick in the hallway, I'd be like,
0: all right, yeah, dude, what am I doing here? No, you would do this in a situation where you don't have a boss. You wouldn't continue to work for iHeartMedia. Just You'd be, be like, and live and on the plane? Well, oh, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, honestly, you'll be doing, like, your own podcast. You could be doing your own. Because at that point, you don't need the success of it. You don't need like the power behind it. You know what I'm saying? The the the, the at that point it would just be like, "Well, I'm doing the show I want to do. If people want to watch it, cool. If not, I don't care." You wouldn't be like a slave to the ratings like we are now. You wouldn't have to be.
3: Yeah, that is that is the ultimate point there. It's more and honestly it's the paycheck too.
0: Right,
2: the paycheck you know I mean? the
0: advertisers all the things that we kind of have to, you know, uh, heal to. Um and, and really what this would boil down to, dude, if you have 250 million, million, $225 million, you have enough money to buy a radio station. You could buy Rock 1069 from from Clear Channel right now. Right now. You go in there and say $25 million? Come on now. Right? That's business. You could buy your own radio station.
3: I don't know if 25 would get it done. But there is a price where they would sell it to you for and sure. I mean, for sure, I don't. I, I'd be interested to find out what they would think.
0: Right? You, you, know, they would take their. They would try to take as much as they could. But like at the end of the day, everyone's got a price. Like Ted Dibiase says, you know. Yeah. And and if if you really wanted to, with that kind of money, and that's the difference. There is, you can be a millionaire. You can have somebody whose net worth is over a million dollars, dude. You ain't coming to buy a radio station. Two hundred plus million dollars, you could totally buy a radio station. Yeah, you buy Canton, have. dude. I mean, what honestly? Like, what are you? Not not coming in, dude. You buy, buy you buy, go buy the though. You're easily the richest person in Stark
3: County at that point, Who's right? Competing with you, like I mean, there's some really rich people in this area, and people sleep on that. But there's a lot of money here that goes unreported. But I don't think anybody's got money like that. We're here.
0: talking about winning a quarter of a billion dollars. I mean, you know, you if you, if, if you throw, yeah. if you if you start throwing families together, maybe if you start talking about like the Belden family's worth, or yeah, the, but there's
3: like seven thousand,
0: right? Them. Or the or you know, you start throwing some Timken names around. I guess maybe you're getting into like a but but when it comes to li- hundred million when it comes to liquid cash asset where you just oh, got, dude, 200, got that 250 million dollars put into your you know to your your CSE checking account there dude like no nobody else has that you so could buy CSE you could you 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 would literally be able to buy anything in the city
3: actually you know what that's you know if if I put that much money into my CSE account I technically would own CSE at that
0: point at that point dude honestly the only thing that you might not be able to and you probably could is you could probably get your name. On, on Tom Benson Stadium, you could get Fawcett renamed after you because I'm sorry, Tom Benson didn't spend 250 million dollars in it. I don't know what the total was, but it wasn't wasn't a quarter of a billion dollars. Oh my god! So now all of a sudden, dude, yeah, it could Imagine. be. Imagine it could be the Stansberry Pro Football Hall of Fame. Why not?
3: Oh, dude, keep saying stuff like there's that. A
0: price, there's a price tag on everything, my friend. There is. And honestly, I, I, I think with $250 million, you could get, you could get your name pretty, so, pretty far around here.
3: Here's the thing. I know what a lot of you are thinking right now. But yeah, if you won that money, why would you stay in can? Right. right? That's, that's your first thought, right. of course, right? And you're right. <laughs> and you're right. A little, but not totally. And here's why. I Ohio's my home right? Yeah. Was born and raised in Ohio, yeah. and I'll always love it as such. So I would always need an Ohio home, and that would always be like my base of operations. Right. But I would definitely have a house on the West Coast, probably yeah. on the Oregon coast, is probably where I would go. Maybe, maybe Utah as much as I like it, Um, but it would probably be the Oregon coast, because so I get the ocean. But I outside of winter
0: i would live here but bro you got 225 million dollars you could easily go buy a coastal home in oregon you could easily buy a ranch out in, in, utah. In, in utah you could easily have dude a block in canton you could you could you you could go buy a house on the east coast too and i mean listen if you're buying you know 10 million dollar mansions yeah that's getting a little irresponsible but if you're going out there and you're like hey i'm just going to buy these homes not like you know not like these palaces but i'm going to go buy these nice homes see here 500,000 homes, you could totally do that. Yeah, I, not
3: I, I would anymore. go get a coastal home in Oregon. I would buy a ranch in Utah. I love that. And then what I would do here is maybe not house. Maybe you just go to like the Onesto or maybe the Hercules right. building and say, dude, I want three floors of this. Right. Get everybody out of here, dude. I'm taking the top three floors and I'll just do what I want for now. the
0: next five years. Here's five right. million dollars or whatever it is, and like there, and I'm done with it.
3: But instead, I'm gonna wake up and come <laughs> into here and work for a lot less money because you got like a one and a lightning shot hitting you in the beehole <laughs> of winning that damn thing. But I'm buying tickets today. You can bet your ass on that. Mark Munch Bishop, Much On Sports, and a thousand dollars up for grabs next on the Stansbury Show. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 1069. We're also online at WRQK. Dot com Joining us the way he does every Friday morning at 7 o'clock is Mark Munchabish. Catch him weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports 1350 and everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Munch, man, are you ready for the 0-16 parade? Ready to, freeze you, ready to freeze your ass off tomorrow watching that?
1: Well, you know what? It's one of those things that I'm always ready for things of that nature. But it is going to be, uh, what can you say, chilly. So yeah. I'm sure it's going to cut down some attendance. And Dan and Matt, I believe you know, Last year, I was dead set against this thing. I thought it was more like, well, you know, let's make the city look bad. But after suffering, the carnage of what we saw again. And, you know, guys, I'm going to blunt with you, wasting every Sunday. No, it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. And then you go home and watch another game. Or you watch a college game on Saturday, guys. Or I watch a high school game on Friday. And I'm saying, we're not watching football. And in the last week of the season, we have a defensive coordinator come to say he's laughing at the people that are criticizing them. Like, you're laughing at us? And you have players coming up saying, only 15 0 and 16 is what it is. No, you know what, man? Let the parade rock, and I hope there's record numbers.
3: Wow. Wow, I'm really surprised. And I know, you, and that- I know you feel differently. No, it's, I'm not anti-parade. I'm just not going to go freeze my ass off to watch it. But I get people's frustration, and I get frustration will always find a way to be vented. I understand that. I, um, it's not necessarily for me, but I'm not going to Tony Rizzo mow you over with my car Jeez. either. Jeez. Like, I'm, not, like, I'm, like, I'm not so anti it than that. I want to move forward to the draft because that's a pretty much our Super Bowl yes. every year. So let me ask you, is it Sam Darnold at number one?
1: Well, Bros, I'm going to hit you with this, and I knew this was coming down today. First time really talking to, about it in a heavy, heavy way is that already made some phone calls, already talked to quite a few people, okay. and we something that if indeed the money is spent on free agency, which it needs to be, I love it, and I'm giving it first right here on the Stan'sbury Show. Like is it. that depends who they get in free agency? Now, if you get a Kirk Cousins. He's not got a year or two left in him, man. He's got a few years left in that quarterback body Is They may not take Donald. They may not take him in any way, shape, or form. If Alex Smith comes over, which, think about this, too. Alex Smith takes his team deep into the playoffs. How do they get rid of him? Or the trade value increases. So, so much of it is going to depend. So much of it is going to depend on what happens to the free agency. Now, conversely, if you're asking me today, Another blockbuster on you, but just on my opinion, if you're asking me today, I am not taking Sam Donald. I am taking Josh Rosen. I wow. thought Donald was very careless with that football. And you know what? The Buckeyes, not an NFL defense, please don't tell me that Rosen had was and was unflappable flappable against the Buckeyes. They flapped him. They slapped him in a big, big way. And even a few times, oh, yeah, you could tell he's got a gun. He's got an arm. He could spin that football in there. But a few times, his receivers made him look good. And Dan, I'll ask you: When was the last time a Browns receiver made a quarterback look good?
2: All right,
3: those are excellent arguments. I will be honest with you, Munch. I am a Sam Darnold guy, and <laughs> hey, I, you, hey, you take him. I'm not going to flip out. Okay. He's going to be good. Let me tell you what I let me tell you what scares me about Josh Rosen. And maybe you got insight into this and, and why I'm wrong. All right, because I'm just I'm on the outside looking in at it. But Josh Rosen, to me, Munch, feels like Jamarcus Russell 2.0. He's got all the talent, all the McCant can do it all. But I worry that the work ethic isn't going to be there with the kid and the attitude's going to be wrong. I feel like Sam Darnold's the lunch pail kid, turn the light on, turn it on off at the end of the day, first one in, last one out, where Josh Rosen feels a little too Californ- too cool for me and a little, <laughs> a little too, you know what I mean? I worry that the work ethic in the film room, you know, stuff that has to happen isn't going to be there with Rosen.
1: Well, here's Bill Rosa. Number one, he's not into the great rank okay, like to Marcus, is, so you don't have to okay. worry about uh any coating supplies that's occurring in northeast ohio. Okay. number two they they're quarterback guys from well heeled families. You know what The mans have never hurt for a meal in their entire life okay Fair. <laughs> Fair. Nathan and Eli did pretty good John Elway with his dead jack, so which blocks. Come on. So, the bottom line is you've got to be able to talk to him. You've got to see how deep is that fire burning? How much does he want to come out on his own and be his own man and get the job done? No, Dan, you bring up excellent points see. in a big, big way. Guys, I'll ask you this do either of you touch Baker Beacute?
3: Uh, I worry about Baker. I, I think there's a possibility he's good. I worry it's buyer's remorse.
0: The only way that I see a Baker Mayfield being a, is a viable option there is you brought up the point, Munch. If they do go get a quarterback in free agency, don't feel they necessarily have to use that number one pick on another quarterback, that's but you point. still want to pick a quarterback up a little later in the draft. I see that being a possibility, Fair point. and that's all a very interesting thought process because it kind of leads into my question for you here. Um, I think if the Browns don't take a quarterback either with the number one or the number Four, there are going you're to be riots. There yeah. are gonna be riots. They're going to be riots. They're going to lose their mind. <laughs> I agree. But let me float this idea for you because everyone's saying quarterback at one and with the number four, you go get uh, Barkley, you go get a running back, you go get somebody that yeah. can do it. To me, I think instead of a playmaker, you go get a stud offensive lineman because I'm very concerned that Joe Thomas isn't going to come back. Do you know if he's going to come back? Do you Great know cushion. if the Browns have have any insight on that?
1: You know what? Right now, if you're asking me, I don't want to break my heart. I don't want to break your hearts. Right now, if you're asking me, I do not think Joe is going to come back. And he's going to be physically fine, but he's been beaten up for quite a few years there. I hope I'm wrong on this because, my gosh, you know what? Of course, people are going to say, well, look what you were with him, okay? Well, the game's actually been cleared. Without him. that's there. true. He's not the reason you went 1 to 15 a year ago and lost those games this year. But, uh, I'm just looking at it as a human being. Sure, he's got the drive. Sure, he's got the desire. I wish we could have traded him so he could have felt the playoffs at least once in his life. And guys, by the way, and Dan, I know this. What about Joe Hayden? He's going to taste the playoffs this year.
2: <laughs> yeah, I
3: feel like Joe Hayden is a midget riding on tall shoulders, though. <laughs> and so, like, I'm all right with it. Like, that's what happens late in your career. I know you and I have a different view on Terrell Pryor also, because there's uh, there's reports he might be interested to come back. And you brought up Kirk Cousins earlier. And, he, you know, Terrell Pryor goes to Jay Gruden, offensive guy, and then he goes, you know, he gets Kirk Cousins, better quarterback than anybody, the Browns have had since Bernie, and he still is not a viable receiver. I think there's a little bit of you, buddy, that Terrell... Terrell Pryor's from Cleveland, played at Ohio State, so you just kind of, like, look the other way on some of the problems that might come with him.
1: No, you know what? Absolutely not. In fact, Terrell Pryor <laughs> definitely should have had the, you know what, kicked out of Enema at Ohio State. Just so happened on a team with the Washington Redskins. Guess what, guys? They had five receivers better than our best receiver, and I'm going to include Josh Gordon in that because, Josh played his butt off in Pittsburgh because he knows that he dogged the two weeks before then, and that's said. That. By the way, Dan, and we did get to do this last week, this came to me unsolicited from the sports director of KDKA in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, because they were listening to my show because the Montana Sports Network now reaches into Western PA,
2: yeah, right is
1: yes. that, say what you will about Joe being a they are calling him the MVP on defense. Now that here went down because, because of him, they said all their DBs to do other things. They single cover him on a guy. And if you notice, Mike Hilton, a cornerback, was a defensive player of the week two weeks ago. Oh, and by the way, people say to me, why did you hate on Sashi Brown? I don't hate on anyone. I hate on homelessness. I, I hate on uh, kids not having meals. And I hate on hunger. And I hate on poverty. But you know what, man? Jordan Player, Player of the Week, the NFL. Oh, plays for the Bills. Oh, a former Browns safety. The Sashi Brown and this dude is just innocent.
3: Well, Mark Munch Bishop, I, got, I, I actually have to ask you a baseball question before I let you go because this has been all oh, over the very internet. cool. What are the chances Jason Kipnis is on this roster next year?
1: Oh, do you know what? Fitty Fitty had best. I will say this. They are. They be the Indians. And it's not against Dirtbag, it means that some teams are coveting him. They are trying to trade him. Okay. Right now, his buddy. And a guy, they're not sure where they're going to play him, okay? Is that his money is hamstringing his team as much as anyone, else, anyone else's money. And I got to tell you, if I can get rid of Jason, I'd pat him on the back. I would you buy, buy him a drink and lunch at the airport if it need be. We'll meet him there. But the bottom line is, right now, the way this roster is shaping up, give me, take that money and say, Jay Bruce. Then, uh, Jason Kippis on this team right now.
3: I would have to agree right now. I would have to agree with you. That's Mark Munch Bishop. Catch him weekdays at three on Fox Sports 1350 and everywhere free on the iHeartRadio app. Munch, we'll talk to you again next week, buddy. Have a great weekend.
1: Love you, bro. Thanks.
3: We'll see you next time. And now, time to get you hooked up with another thousand dollars right
2: now. Your shot at one thousand dollars. Now, text the keyword lock to 200 200. You'll get a text. 1069 the Ray Show and Rock
3: 106.9 we're online at wrqk.com when you're way into the Canton charge game this evening at the Civic Center 830 we'll pass out those tickets 1-800-243-7625 the number you'll need it's also dollar dog night
0: so exciting dude, yeah, dude that is a good that G League good. basketball all the hot dogs you can eat just going hard in the paint yeah, I like it. You might have to be
3: Dude, a week from today.
0: Yeah. Vince Neal gonna be at the hard rock. Ooh. Yeah, dude, singing all the Motley Crue stuff. Yeah. Dude, your boy might have to go to that. Yeah. I mean it's d- gonna be good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, the crew is the crew, but Vince up there by himself, I'm sure, is well worth the price oh, of attendance. Right? I've seen Vince Neal.
3: I've okay. seen his band before. Yeah, they're 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 dude, they're damn good. And that's an interesting point, is like like Nikki kind of did his thing, did the radio show, whatever, yeah. doesn't necessarily have to tour. Yeah. But, like, if you're Mick Mars, who is the guitarist, or yeah. Tommy Lee, you can't tour on the Motley Crue catalog. But as Vince the singer, yep. as long as the songs could be sung, you can find somebody that knows the drum parts to play it. That's an... It, like, dude, that's where singers get a little bit lucky in that.
0: Oh, a lot a bit lucky. I mean, y- y- you can just, you know... Tommy Lee, I guess whatever he's doing is interesting, but Mick Mars is the real point there. Of like that dude ain't got nothing, nothing. else to could do today. Like nothing. he's got nothing else. Where Vince go out on tour, do his thing. At least Tommy's got his giant D. You know what I'm saying? He's if nothing else, you'd be a traveling freak show with that thing. It's true. Probably not the Hard Rock, Rock know though. And I would probably pay 42.50
3: to see it. All right. Much like much like is uh, the starting point for Vince Neal's tickets. That show a week from today at the Hard Rock. Kind of want to go there.
0: You should, dude. I think you'd have a good time. Oh, yeah. No, I think I would enjoy that. That's a three-day weekend that we're going into, too. Really? Yeah, a little MLK Jr. Day oh, that following Monday. That Monday so, yeah, yeah, no better way to kick off a, uh, a three-day than with uh, a little bit of time at the, the hard rock there. A little Molly Crew action there. Yeah. A little Vince Neil there. Girls, girls, girls. Yeah. Start the motorcycles. Tommy, look at that chick over there. And that's
3: another thing I like about Vince <laughs> is that he's not like, no, I'm only doing my solo record stuff. No, like God, he co- no. He comes out and gives you the crew <laughs> stuff, which is great. So it was uh, about a week ago where I I I, I posted this tweet at Stan's Show about how when new people come to the gym for their New Year's resolution, don't mock them. Don't make fun of them. Don't take videos and posts and say, look at this idiot at the gym, right? And it was like one of the most liked and retweeted thing I had. And I, I said, I was like, dude, this is why people are always pretend to be really, really nice online, because look at what happens for you when you do. right? But I stand behind that statement. I feel like there's a lot of what happens is that people won't go to the gym and work out because they're worried about the mocking or what people are thinking and this and that. And I think it stops people from going. How
0: much of that do you think is true or not. And by that, I mean like how much of that's actually perceived mocking versus actual mocking?
3: Well, it, it, that's a good point. It's probably 60 40. Um, I, I think people's perceptions of themselves. Yeah, is, is is it plays a huge role into this, but there is. But I mean, there's enough video and like Facebook groups of mocking people at the gym to where it is real.
0: Oh, it happens. There's no question about it. I just feel like it's also a little bit of, you know, I, I'm not confident in myself. Therefore, I think everyone's. Mocking oh, for sure. Me.
3: That's part of it. For sure. I can tell you that would be true of me, you know, in that environment. And so, if it's true of me, I would have happened. I, I can't imagine I'm alone. So, there's out of men's health they got like like their muscle head to like write this article, okay. about what you need to know going into the gym as a noob. Okay, all right. all right, all right. And some of this is really good information, and some of it is just them mocking noobs. Okay, again, calling somebody a noob is kind of mocking them, all right? They say learn form, and this is important while working out. You can take the bar and you can push it away from your body, but if you're not doing it in the correct form you're not really going to shed the weight you want to do or work the muscle the way you need to. You're probably more likely to tear something.
0: I was going to say, you're going to get hurt and then you're going to be like, I'm never doing this again. I'm never coming to the gym again. Why did I do this? So research is always the best thing to do for anything that you're going to start to do, right? And so
3: they say you watch YouTube videos on the proper technique of like pull-ups, chin-ups and like, you know, bench pressing and the curls and stuff, right?
0: Like anything else, you've got the internet in your pocket. You just got to do the research. So I I sign off on that. That's smart.
3: You know, more information on anything you're going to do is always going going to help you they say here another good idea is don't be a child so stop playing with the toys all right and what they mean is is that there are things at the at the gym that look like toys which are like these ropes that you swing now and the sleds that you push and they say dude these aren't for you that's the, the, the that those are for hardcore gym addicts who know how to use them properly and can get the beneficial workout of them. And then unless you've been trained on them, it's probably not the best place for you to start and they say this is what goes into your self-perception. They'll be able to tell that you don't know what you're doing and so now you're just going to annoy the people that do know how to use them that want to be using it and really you should be over in the more elliptical and like Nautilus machine versus Versus like, you know, the weight ropes. I don't know what they're called.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I think that makes sense. Everybody tries battle ropes. Everybody tries to start things off on an expert level. And it's like, if if you're not going to do that in a video game, why do you think you'd be able to do that in the gym? You know what I mean? I never thought
3: about it like that. I never thought about it. They say, skip your life story. And this is if you need to go over to somebody next to you who you can tell as a gym person and ask for their assistance on what they should do. They said, we understand the desire to be like, you know, I used to work out 10 years ago. I'm just kind of get back into it. Doesn't matter. Don't tell them that part. Ask for their help. They'll show you and then leave them alone.
0: There's a little bit of like embarrassment and shame yeah. and like, no, dude, in high school, I was a great athlete, yeah. but you know, I had kids hurt my back and it's like, all right. Well, Everybody no, you know.
3: wants to give you the list of reasons why they're not where they want to be right. and they say that's worse than that than just asking for the help.
0: I mean, that would be, I would assume, especially for men, maybe for women, it's different, but like, especially for men, that'd probably be a pretty tough thing to do like walk up to some buff beefcake just sitting over there he's dude curling just getting the curls for the girls going and you're like hey man i don't know how to do this will you help me that i would assume that's a pretty tough thing to do
3: i almost got stuck on a machine once i was uh, (laughs)
0: okay tell us more
3: i I was working out in lakewood (laughs) all
0: right
3: and there was like i was it was in one of those like massive like leg push machines Okay and like I was like squat, am, okay. Am I in this thing right? Leg press there. And then I realized like I didn't like unlock the, the side of the machine and that's why it wasn't Jeez. moving and I look over and the muscle like this guy was like, like you know a spaghetti string tank top and just laughing his balls off at me. That was embarrassing. I didn't love that. They say another thing you can do to avoid being a noob is don't come in with a crew. They said Dude, you come in with six of you, and yeah, one of you is like the you know the former you know quarterback of the high school football team. Nobody's worked out in twenty years. They say it's just dude, you're just getting in the way. You're doing the whole thing. They say bring one person who's a workout buddy for you for moral support and to help you spot. But if you're coming in with six or seven of you, that's what makes you an annoying person at the gym.
0: I would I would 100% sign off. You should have a partner. There's accountability there. More than anything, it's like, hey, if I don't do this, you know, Jim's going to know I didn't do this. Right. And I'm going to have to tell him. Either I'm going to have to tell him or I'm going to have to lie to him. And That's like, why trainers yeah, are important. Accountability really does matter yeah, like, in these I, things. I,
3: that's I, dude, I, I wish I should just look into it and just hire one. Like, when I had a trainer, it does. It, it keeps you accountable. And I know this is going to sound mean, but somebody screaming in your face telling you you're not doing it right and calling you a loser and asking you if you want to be fat your entire life, it helps. It does. I know it sounds mean, but it totally helps.
2: Um,
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: you it, know what I mean? it just keeps motivator. you on your
3: toes. They say, have a damn plan, all right? And they say, what you should do is Google a plan for beginners, and they say, actually print it out. Yeah. They said a couple of pages of paper isn't going to ruin you because the final point they have is leave your phone in your gym locker. They said print out your work plan and then a couple of pieces of paper aren't going to ruin the rainforest, is what they say here. And they. They really think that your phone is more of a distraction for you than it is. But my 100. thing is, is, well, then how am I listening to music? Because they don't, they don't address that anywhere in here. And everybody wants to listen to music to get their blood pumping when they're working out, right?
0: Bust out that Walkman, listen to Rock 106 and Dude, that thing will work in the gym, work in Planet Fitness. I don't see why it wouldn't. A Walkman. Yeah, dude, bust out the Walkman. Or, I mean, at the very least, and I guess the point there is, like, the phone is a giant distractor. And if you think that, you think, I mean, if you can't go, you can't drive without looking at your phone you think all of a sudden you're going to be in Planet Fitness and you're going to be like, no, I'm just going to listen to music and that's it exclusively. There's other options. I get it, what you're saying there. Like, I mean, you go get a, I don't know, like an MP3 player as opposed to having your your phone with you there. Uh, I
3: suppose. I just think that's what most people's MP3 player now is though. But
0: most people are going to use that excuse of, well, I got to listen to Disturbed, and then you're just going to sit there, you're going to look on Facebook 10 times, you're not going to do anything, you're going to get distracted. Well, where that
3: can get tricky is, is like, and my trainer used to yell at me about this all the time, is the resting between machines Machines. He's like, Dan, you can't sit there for three minutes in between a machine and then go there. He's like, you're defeating the purpose. You get It's hustle, bro. You got to go, 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 go. And so I could see that. Like, you get done working your reps in one machine and then you're like, all right, well, let me see who liked my status on Facebook because I checked in at right. the gym and give me all the affirmation I need. Right. And if you take five minutes in between machines, yeah, that is a huge distraction. I mean, th- you know, what I found easiest for me, and this was just for me, is if I loaded up. I tried to. Do, at the end, I was in the gym two hours a day, but for, but an hours really is is a great place to start. And so what I would do is I would oh, I would load up an hour and fifteen like worth of music, and I wasn't allowed to stop or leave the gym until that playlist was done. And then, and, and it just helps you. Like because I'm one of those people. I'll get bored really easy. So if I'm just in there and I'm just pumping and like I don't have something to listen to or things like that, I'm gonna get bored and I'm gonna go home. But right now, my problem is is I can't get motivated enough to go, but I want to. But again, my self-perception of being like the new person back at the gym for the first time in years has been what's been stopping me, and it's really been bothering me lately because I want to do it. But there you go. That's how you avoid being a noob at the gym. Nintendo has done it again. We'll give you that next on Rock 1069. The Stansberry
2: Show. Alright, I like it. I like it. I love, it. I love it. Rock 1069. Rock 1069. Welcome back
3: to the Stansbury Show. We're online for you at WRQK.com. If you uh, missed that interview with McNeil, that's up there for you, so you can check that out. If you're uh anti or maybe pro-parade. I thought he laid out good arguments to have it. I just, you know, I'm not necessarily a hater on it. I'm just not gonna go either. And I, you know, Fantone and I both agree that it's the freezing cold, the wind, and the snow <sighs> that's gonna stop us
0: from doing it i dude i honestly if this was if it was even like acceptable cold i'm talking like 25 degrees why didn't he do it more like the week before the draft i think the whole point of it was was like before the playoffs start you know what i mean like before the second season gets underway fair In that way it's like top of
3: mind fresh in your memory the passion's still there that's why yeah that's a good point
0: i have to address this because uh
3: a lot of you've been reaching out via the social media sites and asking me about it because you guys know that I had lived in Oregon for a while. And, you know, I kind of talk about how I'm, you know, you know, there are places that you've lived that you're like, ah, never again. But there are places where you've lived and that you miss. Oregon's definitely a place that I miss of that I've lived. But they're making some national news right now because Oregon's one of the states where there was no self-service gas stations like there an attendant had to do. It for you. I told the story the other day about when I was in Ashland, Oregon, a great city um, that I had never been there before and I went to go take the gas pump out of the, you know out of its unit there and the guy came running out of the door and like screaming at me the whole thing and that's how I found out about it and so there's been these sites now that are showing people's tweets about freaking out about having to pump your own gas and people are now asking me about this. They're like dude, what the hell? You love that place but look how stupid these people are and guys I think what's happening here is what I'm always talking about with social media which is you can't tell tone in print so if I took a if I took a bunch of sarcasm and said to you, "Look how stupid these people are implementing it in your brain that they're that, that, that this, this isn't farce and then you read it of course you're going to go
0: oh yeah these people are dumb yeah I mean the the joke kind of went viral enough where obviously people started like oh hey I'm a person in Oregon doing this and it's like well I have no proof that that's really an issue for you are you just tweeting that or is that actually what happened and like here's the thing if you don't think there's idiots in Ohio have you never been to a gas station before <laughs> like are you joking me come on now yeah
3: I so here's the thing I think if you're
0: like like I think the 60 year old
3: lady who wrote into the news station was like yeah I'm 62 and I've never done it yeah she's probably got a little bit of uh, a little bit of nerve on her about it
0: yeah, well, then you shouldn't be able to drive if you can't if you cannot transition inf- that information if you can't go from not ever done it to doing it your license needs to be revoked okay I'm you.
3: not Going to argue that I just think there's probably some serious concern maybe on her.
0: So if, if I change if I change the speed limit on a road or I introduce a school zone, is she going to be like I'm 62 and I've that's never different. gone? But I'm just saying like you can't. No, that's different because that's o- things.
3: no, that's operating the vehicle though, and that you've already done and you've already gone one speed versus another and this and that. It is different. It's in the same ballpark, but it's different. And if you're a 60 year old woman, I can kind of not let's not make it woman because somebody's going to drag me over the coals over that. If you're a 62 year old person and you've never done it, I can maybe see some concern there, right? Maybe. But I'm not going to excuse it. I, like Fantone, think, all right, well, man up, uh, sorry, you know, uh, adult up and figure out how to get it done, right? But I think the people you're seeing at 24, 25 making these tweets, you're falling for this thinking that they're really stupid and they're not. Like, I've lived there, right? And let me tell you, Southern Oregon are some of the most manly men you're gonna find. They will snuff out an animal with their bare hands and skin it live in front of you. So, like, I, you can't convince me that the land of the cowboy is the land of the person who doesn't know how to take a gas pump out of the, out of its unit. You're never gonna sell me on that. I think this is what we're, we're just, we're, We're misreading social media the way I always talk about how I'm worried about how I will be misconstrued because I think tone and sarcasm doesn't always come across in tweets. And like I said, if I set it up for you and said, hey, look how dumb these people are, and then you read sarcasm, you're going to be like, man, those people are dumb. Like, I, I don't, I don't buy into it's, it's a bunch of this. Having lived there, I don't buy into it. And people are asking me, were the gas prices higher? I don't know. Gas prices go up and down every day and nationally and this and that. I didn't feel like the gas prices were like unusually high just because somebody else does it for you.
0: I guess logically, though, they would have to be, right? They because were.
3: They were. It was more.
0: It, 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 I mean, it's always, you know, like we always say, like, well, if you want more money, it's going to come out of someone's pocket. So obviously it wasn't the gas station. It wasn't BP coming off of the profit. It was them saying like, nope, here's an extra 10 cents yeah, on gas. I
3: mean, dude, it was a little... <sighs> It didn't fe- – all right, I'll say this. It was definitely more – you could tell the difference in the price that it, that it was more than it was in Ohio. It wasn't necessarily more than it was in Vegas. Like, my brother would always call back to his wife, Roxanne, and be like, hey, what's gas there today? Because he was on – he wanted to know. And it wasn't necessarily crazy different than other West Coast places. And so, it, it, you know, people are worried about the jobs there and this and that, and it is. It's going to put a lot of people, you know, out of work and this and that. But I, I don't buy into, you know, Oregon people are really, really stupid and they don't know how
0: to do this, I think you're just being misdirected. And I mean, I'm sure you can point to 20 idiots in Oregon, but you can point to 20 idiots right. in Ohio. Too. Exactly. Don't, uh, yeah, don't exactly. pat yourself on the back too hard there. Now, Ohio? maybe
3: Northern Oregon where, you know, you get into that little hippie and like super, you know, you know that Antifa land where guys are kind of sissified, maybe. But I lived in Southern Oregon, dude, and they'll tell you. so is a completely different thing, dude. Like it's not Portland at all. So Nintendo has done it once again. And I, as a gamer, as in, and I feel like I can, you know, confidently put myself in that category, having only the one system now, but I'm, you know, I like the video games. You, you just got to take your hat off to, you know, Nintendo. When I was a kid, it was the system. I mean, Atari, yes, but it was primarily my brother's gaming system. And then by the time I started to come into my own, it was the Nintendo. Super Nintendo, I still maintain, is my all-time favorite system ever. I need to get a Super Nintendo Mini. I just have been putting it off and lazy on that. But, I, but I, that was my all-time favorite system. But now, Nintendo sold 4.8 million. Almost 5 million units in its first 10 months. So that's about... <sighs> A million more than the Wii sold, which they broke the record back then with the Wii. I was
0: going to say that was wildly successful. Yeah,
3: the Wii was the the last fastest selling, and now Nintendo breaking their own record with five million. It's amazing. And I have some, I, I think, ideas and opinions, let's call them, on why this happens. I think PlayStation and Xbox, and I'm an Xbox One guy, I think those two machines get into a battle of we're the best at the same thing. Where Nintendo goes, we're not that at all. We're going to give you something completely different, and we're going to make it so new and different that you're going to want it, and that you'll probably buy it on top of having a PlayStation and or Xbox. Where you're, most people, if you buy a PlayStation, you're not going to buy an Xbox vice versa, right? But you will buy the Nintendo because it's so different. For those of you that don't know, the Switch, is a it, it's a Video game system that can be played on your TV, but then you can pull it out of its base and it can turn into a mobile gaming system as well. I want one so bad. I was with my buddy Dustin yesterday. He got his kid one for his birthday, and I was like, "Dude, did you bring that with you?" He's like, "No, dude, it was
0: my kid's first right. birthday." No, I'm not bringing it over here so you
3: can try it. But he said he's like he's been playing it. He says it's awesome.
0: I uh, it does look really cool. I mean, everything that I've seen of it looks sweet. Um, it, Nintendo, honestly, post Nintendo sixty four. But prior to the Wii, at that point, it essentially looked like it was going to be a dead brand. It was very much like, oh, what's going on with you right now, Nintendo? But you're right. After the Wii kind of popped off and they kind of, you know, found their niche the of, like, was weir- awesome. of like weirdness or not weirdness, but like uniqueness, alternative uniqueness. At that point, Nintendo really did become a brand that I think a lot of people were like, all right, I'm back in on this. I
3: So I wanted to buy one before my flight to Vegas. and I was like, "Ah, that way I can use it on the plane. And I was like, all right, but you're going to Vegas and you might want the money and don't do that. And I was like, all right, right, well, if I don't spend a ton of money in Vegas, then I'll buy one. The day I leave and I didn't spend a ton of money in Vegas and I was like all right go get one and I was like nah I just I can't pull the trigger on it it's like by the time I'm done because I want that I want the new Mario game I want the new Zelda game and I want the Mario Kart dude you're talking $500 by the time I'm done and I just can't justify it right now I just can't do that now, you could be on your way there by winning $1,000. That's next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry. And
2: his boy, wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9.
3: Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have $1,000 for you. Momentarily, we'll give you the next keyword. You'll text it into to 200200 200 and win some money. Pretty easy. What a good way to start your weekend, right?
0: Thousand bucks in your pocket. Feeling good about life, thousand dollars. Rolling out to First Friday. Uh, classic hip hop night and head down at Buzz with a thousand bucks in your pocket? Just dude going good. hard on the macho nacho.
3: Oh. Actually, that's what I'm having for lunch today, because a couple of the salespeople who haven't, haven't been, they want me to take them. Just
0: walking up there, fat stack of Hundo's in your hand, like, yo, Mike, let add a little extra chorizo on it, baby. A little extra chorizo. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Double meat. I might do that with the tacos today. I'm excited about that. So
3: all the talk locally here is about this Owen 16 parade and we forget that Canton Ohio is actually the town that where good football goes and stays forever. You know I mean we got the Pro Football Hall of Fame here so let's talk about some good football that's been played, right? And it will be announced February the 3rd who gets in to the Hall of Fame. Now the virtual lock this year is obviously Ray Lewis and I think he skates
0: in. Yeah, I mean... uh, You
3: can't... Be People are going to talk to me about Atlanta and what went down down there and his personal stuff or whatever. Fine. On the field, Ray did three times as much as what you need to do, I think, to get in.
0: Um... Now, just just for a, a a brief recap here of the Atlanta issue and everything. People always call Ray Lewis a murderer. What really happened there is that he was with a guy that murdered somebody and reportedly it was on his behalf, correct?
3: Yeah, that he had paid to have it that done. He had
0: paid to have it done. That was, was what we were told. Was never found guilty of this, right? Never never faced no. any criminal charges or anything like that, correct? You know what's
3: interesting with Ray though.
0: Whether you're guilty
3: or not, normally, when you go onto a television program or whatever, interview or whatever, they always go, okay, well, let's recap this and kind of remind people. Dude, nobody ever brings that up with him on set. Now, people talk about it online, but nobody ever makes him explain it again. I guess because if you weren't found guilty,
0: you know what I'm saying? I'm saying,
3: though, that's my point, though, is that other people... They will at least bring up, and when talking about the struggles that you've been through in your career, they'll walk you through the, the dark okay. spot, and they never do that with him.
0: When he's doing an interview with Pam Oliver about like, hey, what's it like never to be in the Pro Up. Football Hall of Fame? You know, maybe maybe when they do kind of a, a step back and look at your career, maybe, maybe that'll be a part of it, but I bet you a part of it is, is he's like, and I'm sure the NFL is in the same tone there, of like, God, no, we don't want you to talk about that. Pam Oliver, do not ask him about that.
3: Well, maybe that's what's going on there, and I think, honestly, some other athletes got a legitimate bitch if that's what happened. Alright? Brian Erlocker. Linebacker from the Chicago Bears is on the list of people who might be getting in. Uh, let me see here. 13 years? Wow, I didn't realize he played that long. He was the, you know, defensive player of the year in '05. I guess he's on the all-decade team of the 2000s?
0: All right. I mean, you got some stuff going on there. And the only thing I'm going to say about that is you've already got a prolific linebacker making his way in hands down this year. Um, and you, you, compare, you compare Ray Lewis against Brian Urlacher and it just gonna it's just going to sound very close. And it's hard for defensive players to make it into the Pro Football Hall of Fame because it's just stats don't add up the same you way score. that reception yards do, that running you know, yards do. It's just a different beast.
3: The two safeties are Brian Dawkins from the Eagles and then John Lynch. Obviously, he had played for a couple of teams there. Now, John Lynch, the GM of the San Francisco 49ers. <sighs> I feel like John Lynch, eyeball test, had the better career. Brian Dawkins was a hard hitter, though, man. Yeah. You did not want to go over the middle on Brian. Oh,
0: that's I can remember that dude in the 2000s, yeah. just lighting suckers I mean, up. Dude,
3: he was a hard hitter. I, I don't think you'd want to get hit by Brian Dawkins, but the eye test, I feel like Lynch might have had a better career. So you might see that, especially now that he's got a GM job, you might see them usher him in. I don't know, but I, I could see that happening. Alan Fanica is the offensive guard. It's up for the list there.
0: I don't know if I know who Alan Fanica is. Yeah,
3: I remember the name, but oh, he was on that Steelers Super Bowl team when Jerome Bettis won.
0: Okay, no, I, I do not know. He was whether a, a six-time first-team
3: All-Pro. Okay, I mean, there's some stuff there. That's some stuff going on here. The, the position that I'm interested in here is the wide receiver. Because Isaac Bruce is up. He was on, you know, what was that? The greatest show in turf oh, with yeah. the Rams. He was oh, part yeah. of that whole thing. Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce. What a great tandem that was. But the other two here where the debate is going on is Randy Moss and Terrell Owens. And I got to tell you, I, I don't know how you keep Randy Moss or Terrell Owens out of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Randy Moss is third all-time in touchdown receptions. Third. I'm sorry, second. To, to Jerry Rice and Terrell Owens is third, and we looked it up. It's three touchdowns that are separating Randy Moss
0: and Terrell Owens. Yeah, Owens had, or I'm sorry, Moss has more touchdowns, three. Uh, Owens, Owens has more career yards by 700, so uh, literally identical careers. You're here. splitting hairs right. there. You're splitting hairs. Played in the same era, um, had very similar, I feel like, styles of how they did it, and were you know went out there and kind of you yeah, were, they're flashy. we flashy dudes. Um, the thing I will say is To has been waiting longer, and Randy, like, dude, you totally belong here. Like, we want you in here, but you're gonna have to wait till next year.
3: I feel like why it's all right for Randy is cuz Randy will get in and TO won't. I don't think T.O.'s getting in. It's crazy. There there are people that just like they were both disruptors, right? And they can both have like their issues, right? But I don't think Randy was as perceived as as much of a problem as Terrell Owens was. It's you know what's interesting is that you just assume because Randy was on the Patriots that they won they didn't win the title with Randy. Like he didn't win the, he didn't win the Super Bowl up there. And, but I, if I was going to, if I was the coach of a team, I want Randy before I want T.O. I, I think they're both problems, but I think the problems that come with Randy, I think I can get around faster than the stuff that comes with T.O.
0: I I mean, I, I understand the logic of like, well, if I'm looking at it from, hey, I'm starting a team today, which guy do I want? And that's less of a headache on one side versus the other, but I mean, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, by all accounts, is not supposed to be about anything other than like, yo, you went out there and how'd you play? right? And, and, and both of these guys were prolific wide receivers. To keep either one of them out of the Pro Football Hall of Fame is a mistake. It is. I don't care what these dudes said in the locker room. I don't care if they banged their teammate's wife. I don't care. You you were a prolific football player. They say
3: Isaac Bruce is going to get in.
0: He probably deserves to be, but that's a logjam of wide receivers in one year. Yeah, but my
3: thing is, is... Dude, Randy Moss had a better career than Isaac Bruce. Oh, there's a title. There's a title, and that changes it. He did. He won with, uh, with what? Kurt Warner, right, was the quarterback of that team, and they did. They won the Super Bowl, right?
0: But isn't the argument always, isn't the argument that it's not about what your team did, it's about what you as an individual did? That's the Joe Thomas argument I always get anyway.
3: Yeah, there. But again, how'd you play in that Super Bowl? That probably matters.
0: Randy Moss uh, retired with 156 touchdowns. Isaac Bruce 91. Similar in in reception yards. That's but, what I mean, I'm saying. We're talking w- a huge
3: difference. I, that's what I, that's the argument I'm making. Is I would put Randy in before Isaac Bruce easily. Uh, I was going to make the Tory old argument on the other side of the field, making it easier for you, but Randy had Chris Carter for a lot of it. Right. So, right. <laughs> you know that that's going to be that's going to be and, and honestly, Chris Carter like mentored Randy the way a lot of uh, you know veterans don't. We're hearing uh, some of that about you know um, Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo right now, and all of this heated Bill Belichick stuff. I think. Oh, Edron James is on this too. I don't remember enough. I mean, I remember thinking he was really good, but. I don't know. He touched the ball 881 times in his first two pro seasons. Jesus. Wow, that's a lot. That's a that's a real lot. Be interesting to see if he gets. Ty Law is another defensive player that's looking, and he was on some of those great Patriot teams. Got some rings. Three of them. Yeah, if you've got numbers in three rings, you're probably getting in. Ty Law will probably get in. Dude, imagine this next year, though. Hall of Fame weekend. Because what nobody's thought about yet is Dude, Ray Lewis played in Baltimore, which is a six-hour ride. Oh, yeah. This oh. is always heavily attended. I'm not going to make the argument the Hall of Fame weekend is never he- you know, heavily attended. I think you have the chance to break some numbers next year with Ray Lewis. A lot of purple yeah. in, the, uh, in the Hall of Fame city Absolutely. Next, or this summer. I think, dude, those fans are going to travel well because it's really, really close. We're uh, hooking you up with $1,000 every hour on the program. Your next shot is right now. 6 Welcome back to the Ray Show, Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. Dude, BuzzBin just posted on their Instagram that there's no tacos tonight, but they have all the beer. Uh-oh. I hope nothing happened. No. I can't imagine he would have made that call just not to serve them. No. So I wonder if something, because of the so cold, maybe something froze.
0: Well, yeah, they've got the, the like, their kitchen's, like, out back, like yeah. in a trailer. So I wonder if something happened. Yeah, man. I wonder. I,
3: dude, I hope not. I uh, dude, I was planning on taking some people to lunch there today because they, they're normally open for lunch now weekdays. Well,
0: at the worst case scenario here, bro, absolute worst case scenario is you have to go eat burgers at George's. And if that's the worst, you'll be all right. Yeah, I'm going to be just fine. Be fine. First Friday night. I'm looking forward to that one. Dude, I, I, I got fingers crossed for you, man. I, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be brave enough. Well, I got a charge game up until probably 9, 930, and then it's going to be cold, and I'm going to be like, oh, I don't want to go out. I, I Honestly, out. I tip my hat to you. Dedication is real there. I'm going out. I can't wait. So the FBI uh,
3: thwarted a terror attack. All right. Is what it's being called.
0: Good. Good. And uh, it's being wildly unreported. Yeah, I was gonna say, what do you? I, I didn't know there were terrorists. Where did where, it happen? What happened? An
3: armed 26 year old man from Missouri stopped or tried to an Amtrak train in Southwest Nebraska. This was in October, okay. Right. But now the the reports are coming out because you know the FBI is now you know the investigation's done that whole thing. So he has links to a white supremacist group and expressed. An interest in killing black people, according to the court documents. Taylor Michael Wilson of Missouri, charged in the U.S. District Court in Lincoln, that would be Nebraska, with terrorism attacks and other violence against railroad carriers and mass transportation systems. Apparently, dude, he had gotten into one of the engine cars and was playing with the controls, as they call it here. On October the 22nd, an assistant conductor felt the train breaking. And he searched for what was causing it and found Wilson in the engineer's seat of the follow engine.
0: I, I, you can just go get in there? Like, that's kind of crazy to me. That seems very problematic. I, I don't know what the follow
3: engine is. I apologize. But he, he was in the engineer's seat of the follow engine playing with the controls is, is the terminology being used. That's, so uh... the conductor, listen to this, with the help of some people on the train, subdued him and then held him and waited for deputies from the area to come get them about 23 miles Southwest of uh, Holdridge. All right. And about 175 people were on board. Nobody ended up being hurt. Um, he did have a permit in Missouri to carry a concealed handgun, and he had a loaded 38 caliber handgun in his waistband, a speed loader in his pocket, and a National Socialist Movement business card on him when he was arrested, which I don't know why, even if you're a part of those groups, why you would ever have that card on your person, it's just going to be more evidence in a courtroom to throw against you. That just seems stupid to me. He had a backpack. He had three more speed loaders in that, a box of ammunition, a knife, 10 snips, scissors and a ventilation mask inside. Wow. He was traveling from Sacramento back to St. Louis and was charged with felony criminal mischief and use of a deadly weapon during a commission of a felony in October. They ordered him to undergo a competency evaluation at his attorney's request. He was later found competent to proceed and stand trial. He's a $100,000 bond and was released. Two days later, according to the federal case, FBI agents searched his home in Missouri, found a hidden compartment with a handmade shield, a tactical vest, 11 AR-15 rifle ammunition magazines with approximately around 190 rounds of ammunition, one drum-style ammunition magazine for a rifle, firearms, tactical accessories, meaning lights and that kind of thing, 100 rounds of 9mm ammunition, approximately 840 rounds of some rifle rounds, White supremacy documents and paperwork, several additional handgun and rifle magazines, gunpowder, ammunition, reloading supplies, and pressure plate. Now, I'm the guy who hates, 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 hates when we play the race card when we shouldn't. I hate that because I think it causes more problems than it will ever help. But guys, had this been a Muslim on a train, you wouldn't be hearing about it now.
0: This oh, would, no. I mean, oh, dude, no. this, would the, this would have been topic A. For weeks, you know what I'm saying? This would have right. been, this would have been a huge story. And That's like, really weird. I mean, rightfully so there. I mean, like, this is obviously like a very undisturbed or disturbed man who, 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 who could have caused great chaos in the country. Thank God that nothing happened. And maybe that is where this is happening here is that we're not hearing as much about it or this story just now is breaking in the sense of maybe because there's not a dead body. You know what I mean? like. All
3: right. Yeah, violence. Dude, if it bleeds, it leads. There, there is truth. They found 15 firearms, including a fully automatic rifle, ammunition and firearm magazines, and a tactical body armor, and with its carrier, and also some, cer- uh, some ceramic ballistic plates. I'm guessing that's what goes into the armor itself then, right? Yeah. I'm I, guessing that's what that is.
0: But you bring up the point of like... Yeah, dude. I mean, a Muslim dude rents a truck, a U-Haul, and all of a sudden it's like, I don't know. It's kind, dude, of, you, a kind of a story. You
3: catch a Muslim with that much ammunition, and the world freaks out. I um,
0: Yeah, 100%. I don't have a problem with stockpiling guns and ammunition. I really don't. I don't think that means that you're guilty of anything. But there is a little bit of like, geez, man, what did this guy have planned?
3: It, will, it, it can change your perception, though. And I'll give you a personal example. So, when I was owning that bar in Oregon, and again, I lived in Southern Oregon, and dude, they're heavily armed, like heavily. That's like the Second Amendment, that whole thing, dude, that's, dude it's prideful out there, right? And there was a guy who was a customer of mine and a damn good one. His name was Dennis, right? And Dennis lived out in the middle of the woods where I lived, but he had a phenomenal home. Like, you get up in there and it's like a really nice house. Like, he just built it out there. He'd like kind of, kind of be alone. And he took my brother and I into like his basement. And when he opened the vault and I saw the weaponry that was in there, i wasn 't like, "Oh, you shouldn't have this it wasn't that, but every time I saw him after that, it was like, kind of wanted to i want to know where Dennis is at all times. You know what i mean now i don 't know if that's fair or not, but it I, it just goes to show you that it will change your
0: perception yeah, I mean it does the does amount it make you guilty of, um <laughs> I mean, there gets to be a point. I don't know what that point is. It's like, well, you, if you can make the argument, well, I'm a gun collector. And it's like, well, are you really collecting these in the sense of like, are these like memorabilia to you? Or is this like, like a horde of weapons? Is this like you preparing for something? I do get that. I don't think everybody that's got like 12 guns is all of a sudden like, no, that's too many guns. Dude, you have as many guns as you want to. But you can't be surprised when people give you a little bit of a side eye there. Yeah, like, I mean, like,
3: it's because it's out and- of the ordinary. It's it- like if you collected clowns and there was 50 clowns. In your garage,
0: I'm going to be like, well, that's weird, and, and, and especially once you start. But I mean, none of these things are illegal. I mean, you start throwing in like tactical weapon, or, or you know, like well, vests f- and things like that. Fully
3: automatics not illegal? I thought fully automatic was. I don't know, but I but I, I could I, I thought that that's where. I thought that that's where we were drawing the line. An informant told the FBI that Wilson has expressed an interest in killing black people and others besides whites. They suspect Wilson was responsible for a road rage incident back in 2016 where a man pointed a gun at a black woman for no apparent reason while driving on the freeway.
0: Where, when you say that, yes, he was specifically in the, hey, I'm in, I'm in the not, shooting non-whites. Yes. If, the, if, the, if, the, if we were on the flip side of this coin, we had a black person or a Muslim saying, I'm in the business of killing whites. Yes. Story number one. This, this
3: country Go constantly goes to, well, why aren't we calling it terrorism? And I've always made the argument that terrorism is about your ideals, but that is a terroristic ideal. It's not like there is a difference, I suppose, Although I don't know, I mean, if you want to kill 150 people, you want to kill 150 people. I'm not sure. It's I've always maintained that hate crimes and stuff. I'm not wild about that. You start legislating the way people think. I, do you lose me at that point? But I, dude, I'm all. Right. If you want to call this terrorism, I'm f- totally fine with it. I, those 175 people on the plane would have been terrorized for sure. Uh, what am I supposed to do? Tell those people on the train they weren't terrorized? Of course you know what I mean we normally reserve that term for you know political or religious ideology but this was ideology this yeah. was a political or and or religious you know ideology
0: at the very least I think you can make the argument of it's of attempted terrorism or at least like planned terrorism there you can make the argument well nobody died nobody got shot is it truly you know but I mean dude, Twitter would have been going off about you're this. right it's not just like hey I'm terrorized by this or I'm scared of this that's what we kind of have put it into but I think this Fits the actual bill of like politically motivated violence against citizens. At the very least, attempted here.
3: Yeah. There there was another motivation just behind I'm going to go on a shooting spree. Right. There was a reason for it. And that reason is that those people were different than you. So if you want to do that versus just I'm out to hurt people, I, I'm all right with that. I mean, if this. Not, if, I'm all right with you calling it
0: that. And I'm not trying to go into like, whoa, well, you know, ifs, ands, and buts. And I'm not trying to go into like, oh, worst president ever. But if this were a Muslim dude that got stopped doing this, Trump would have never shut up about it. Like, Literally, two months later, would still be talking about it. I wonder if he's tweeted about it. About this incident? I do not think so. None that I am aware of. This is the first, you know, I, I mean, like this is the first I'm hearing, I'm hearing of about. it, and this is months later, so I don't think he did. Plenty but. of
3: sloppy Steve tweets.
0: <laughs> you love that yesterday, <laughs> they were right? So funny. You love
3: that. For those people who don't know, Trump was tweeting about Steve Bannon because the you know this book come out. What was it Michael Wolff wrote this book about the Trump White House and you know how disarray? Which, by the way, this book's been written about a ton of administrations. Welcome to it, and this is just the way it's gonna be. And yeah, I would imagine that there's been a little bit more chaos this. <laughs> year than in some previous administrations, and this guy wrote this book, and Bannon's kind of quoted in it, and there's kind of this, and so Trump kind of snapped back at what some of the stuff Bannon had to say and called him Sloppy Steve, which, again, we're going to get into presidential, not presidential, but it is hilarious, and it's also, it's really accurate. Like, I always looked at Steve Bannon on TV, like, this is a guy that's, like, in serious meetings and stuff like you you don't know how to button your
0: shirt he um he's got that classic alcoholic look to him right he's unbuttoned he's unshaved he's all those things but you know i mean i'd probably say the same thing about stansberry Fantone right
3: now differences dude telling d jokes in the morning on a rock station versus you know trying to create policy for the whole entire country i expect there to be a little bit more adult look in that he is a little slovenly we would call it kramerish here at rock 106.9 but, again, I I hate it about me, but I find the Sloppy Steve thing to be so funny.
0: Oh, it's funny. And if somebody else would have said it, I'd have been like, yeah, that's stupid. But the fact that the president of the United States of America is mocking somebody is not great. I don't know if it's sad or funny, but it's a little bit of both there.
3: It's not the best thing, ultimately, probably. More Sandsbury Show is right around the corner. Hang on.
2: Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the god of your choosing.
1: Best morning ever!
2: Kent's Rock Station. Rock 109.
3: Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock1069. We have Canton Charge tickets. We'll get you hooked up with those momentarily. one 800 243 7625 the number you'll need on those. That game is tonight, so you'll have yeah. to come here to the radio station to pick up your tickets before 5 p.m. this afternoon.
0: No, should be a good one at the Canton Civic Center tonight. You got Dollar Dogs going on. I know there's free throws after the game as well. Tickets start at just eight bucks, Cantoncharge.com. I want to go to Dollar Dog Night, dude. Sugardale, baby, they're those good dogs, too It's not like they give you the, you know know, Fell off the back of the truck dogs These are Sugardale wieners, man, as good as they get Yeah, I kind of want to Yeah, I kind of want to go to that I'll be there I'll be there, be the tall guy in the center court Eating hot dogs Just going out there, putting all our dogs down, baby Yeah, I kind of want to go to that
3: Get some hot dogs I'm a fan Dude, there was a huge drug bust the other day In Plain Township. I know it So apparently, dude, they found $100,000 worth of heroin and carfentanil, which is the synthetic opioid that they say is 10,000 times more potent than
0: morphine. Yikes. If you've ever been given morphine, that stuff is, dude, it'll make you loopy fast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not a, uh, morphine's not like, it's not like they said 10,000 times more uh, worse than aspirin. (laughs) Like it's morphine, dude. That's pretty serious. Exactly.
3: They also found a handgun, $12,000 in cash, scales, and other drug paraphernalia. This was in Plain Township. So, you know, as a lot of you like to look down your noses, because, you know, we'll Mm. live downtown and this Mm. and that, and Canton's not safe and all this... I'm always trying to tell you this stuff, dude. This crime's everywhere, man. Especially, dude. This opiate problem—it's everywhere.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 very much in your neighborhood. If you are, if you think it's not, you're lying to yourself. You're crazy. you have your head in the sand. Victor Lynn
3: Waiters, 44, was arrested, charged with multiple felonies. Uh, they got him with possession of heroin, weapons under a disability, and illegal use and/or possession of drug paraphernalia. The raid was conducted, Star County Metro Narcotics Unit. So apparently, um, they mix up like some Stark County deputies and the Canton Police Department, Jackson Township, there, North Canton. You know, all the local police departments. They take uh, what I would imagine is like the best of the best and make up like a like a drug unit
0: out of that. Smart move. Smart move. It um, you know, cops have a tough job. There's no question about it. Um, for them to do something like this, it's just a celebration point, should be for the community. Sure. I mean, this is legit. Like, yeah, it's $100,000 worth of drugs, and the money sounds impressive. But, like, I wish we could put, like, a a, a life total on this. Like, how many overdoses was this going to cause? How many foster kids was this going to cause? You know what I'm saying? Ten. Like, a, a lot, right? $100,000 worth of carfentanil? You know, that's, that's a lot. I'd say ten. Which is a lot. Yeah. It's, a, it's it's a great thing for the community. Um, it's a great thing for these police department. Um, and I honestly, dude, hats off to you guys. Thank you for what you do. Yeah, it's not bad though. I uh, I wonder how nervous you are walking into that situation. Number one, because obviously this guy has guns and he's going to try to shoot you. But you're talking about $100,000 worth of car fentanyl around you. How terrified you are breathing. Just getting it on your skin and the like. Right. right. right cuz let's be
3: honest it's not like drug dealers care about how stuff is like properly packaged no, and all that no although i guess you don't want it spilling if it's your profit right so you probably i don't know but still like you know yeah. stuff was out and powder was on scales and stuff was still being weighed and all that or maybe i'm watching too many movies
0: nah i think that's fair dude i do and i i mean like Drug dealers have put themselves in a situation where they don't care about stuff. Yes, your profit matters, but you're not worried about safety. So, I, I dude, once again, man, it would just be a terrible situation to walk into. And the fact that nobody got hurt, nobody walked out with an overdose or anything. Thank you, guys. Another good update here. There was a, there was a missing adult report out for Carl
3: Andrews, 71. Apparently, he walked away from a business on Whipple in Canton Thursday and never went home. And uh, they say he was last seen wearing a red and gray hat, but now the update coming from Fox8.com is that that man has been found and returned home safe which is pretty good, man. You got to worry about somebody 71 years old and he goes missing, especially with this kind of weather and being cold. You know, your mind starts to go to the worst.
0: No, this is the, uh, this is the worst possible time to put in a missing persons report. Just because you're right, dude, literally anybody out there right now, within like 30 minutes, you could be frozen to death. So no, it's uh, good.
3: I just got this sent to me from a good buddy of ours down the hallway. Captain Tony here sent me this from the smoking com. Listen to this. Prosecutors now are declining to pursue a criminal charge against a woman in Pennsylvania who was arrested for allegedly leaving her spouse, listen to this, Fantone, with puncture marks and scratch marks on his genitals following a 1.45 in the morning shower confrontation. Abigail Geiger, 22, was charged with simple assault following a mid-September fight with her husband, David, inside their residence. David received puncture marks and scratch marks to his genitals when Abigail grabbed him in an effort to stop him from leaving the shower. She told cops that she had been she had argued with her husband in the shower. David was treated at the local hospital for injury suffering uh, back in this incident of September. According to the court records, the district attorney's office withdrew the assault charge against Abigail on December twenty eighth. No reason was given for dropping the misdemeanor rap. Now here's the thing: she's hot, like All right. hot, and so like I could see that. Like, maybe cops are like, oh, well, you know, whatever. I'll look the other way on this. I feel like this, like a cop got a date out of this. Maybe
0: I um, I hate I, to say that. I, I wonder where I wonder where the the shower fight happened here and why he why she insisted. No, you have to stay in the oh, shower. Well
3: I, Yeah, I'm surprised you want somebody in the shower with you. Normally, he, you got two people in there and it's like, dude, stop hogging the hot water. Move out of
0: the way. Let oh, me get some steam. Right. But I wouldn't think that that would turn into like dong grabbing and ripping it off. But mm-hmm. maybe maybe it was just, hey, I'm cold. Let me get some of that hot water. But at that point, he's trying to leave the shower right that's what i'm
3: saying like i I would think she would be like yeah get out of here that's that's weird
0: dude shower sex is not my thing no not in particular it's it's more it's more trouble than it's worth
3: i don't have the proper size like shower for it when i had a stand-up shower in my apartment it was so much easier And uh, that wasn't the worst. But, dude, it's all slippery. That's where I go to get clean. I'm not trying to get dirty in there. It's one of those things that looks hot in movies, looks hot in porn, too. And then in reality and application, it's like, dude, I'm not good at it. Just like recording sex. Like, you think it's going to be hot until you watch
0: it, and you're like, God, I look terrible. And then a lot of the same issue of, like, okay, so now it's slippery. Now you're trying to have sex. Now you're outside of that that water. And it's like, dude, even though you're having sex, you're still like, man, I'm cold over here. You're trying to switch her around. She doesn't want to get out of there. so no, it's it's more headache than it's worth. I'm trying to shower. think
3: like have I ever had water sex that went
0: well? Mm, it's not like and dude, and if, if it's introduced into your genitals there, it's like it's not a good lubricant. Like all of a sudden things dry out. Dude, I don't I, I don't. I'm the hot tub sex? No. Shower sex? No. Beach sex? No. It's all bad. I remember I was in high school and I grew up in Aurora
3: Shores and for those of you that live over there and you'll you'll know there's there's a lake in there. And there's actually not one, but two beaches. And one of them was called Boaters Beach. And it was a little bit more private. Boaters Beach was more like in the neighborhood and like you had to like live over there to like have the access to it. But it was a place where we would do pop up like high school parties all the time. And me and this girl, Tina, that I went to high school with. And I always had a thing for her. She was, like, pretty hot, and she had, like, just broken up with her boyfriend. Next thing I know, we're making out, and then we're swimming late at night, drinking, you know, Old Milwaukee. Jeez. And, you know what I mean? You got the bonfire going, you know, marshmallows, Old Milwaukee. Right. You got the beast going. Sounds and- like Kid Rock all summer long, <laughs> dude. All absolutely right. Okay. And so we're in the lake now, and, like, we're, like, kind of making out, and she was like, let's have sex. And I was like, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's I, let's let's, I'm in high school, so yeah, I'm ready to go, right? And so, like, she like wraps her legs around me, but we were buoyant in the like the water, and I couldn't make it work properly. Like, I couldn't figure out, and I wasn't I wasn't suave in the ways of lovemaking as of yet. And I just and I couldn't get it done. And honestly, it's my entire life. I have looked back on that night, like, dude, I can't believe I missed out on the opportunity to bang Tina because I was buoyant in the water. I needed to slim down even then, apparently. <laughs> Just out there floating. <laughs> All right, that's probably enough. We do have can-charge tickets for you. Let's get you hooked up with those. Caller 17 right now, 1-800-243-7625 on those. And then uh, $1,000 up for grabs next. Hang on.
2: The Stansbury Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 1069. Show. Rock 1069.
3: Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com, and ready to hook you up with $1,000 here momentarily.
0: Right now, Fantone, it is minus one. Jeez. according to my iPhone. one. And like, I know you and I never want to be like, hey, how about the weather? But like, good God, is that cold, cold, man. There's a
3: story coming out of suburban Chicago that has me livid. All right. Like, I'm pissed about this. Dan's very upset. I read it this morning and I was like, that's not right. And then I've been sitting with it now for hours and it's got me like really annoyed. Okay. And a Chicago resident is being ordered by the local government to give up his slumber parties. Now, Right. I mm-hmm. give you. That sounds creepy. I don't know what it is. What I you give you. About? Right. That terminology. And I'm like, well, what are you
0: doing? Right. Yeah. Something pervy. dude. If you're an adult having slumber parties, that sounds like pervert stuff.
3: But Greg Schiller of Elgin, which again is going to be a you know suburban Chicago there, said he had started to let a group of homeless people sleep in his unfinished basement last month because it's been brutally cold there. Right. Okay. He was giving them food, gave them warm beverages and a cot to sleep on while watching movies. He says, I would also stay up with them and I would give them coffee and stuff and I would feed them. He said, and I adding that I would not permit drugs and or alcohol were not allowed to be consumed in my house.
0: So we are legit talking about doing the Lord's work here. Like this is taking in, taking in the, 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 you know, the, the homeless and giving them a better night. Okay.
3: So last winter he was offering up his garage. To homeless people, but was told he could no longer do that after EMTs were called to help a man with a heart condition. That's when he had the idea to move them into his basement. So he then he says, complete with all the activities needed to be considered a slumber party. I, I mean, he, like was just ha- <laughs> he, he was just having people over to spend the night.
2: I
0: don't, right? like, I don't like it.
3: But officials are now saying that the sleeping regulations for basements... And Schiller's basement does not meet those requirements. They, they have requirements for people sleeping in the basement, and his basement doesn't meet that requirement. So before going any further into the factual information of the story, so his basement is more unfit than under the park bench at the Navy Pier? Yeah,
0: yes. I don't care what basement it is. Yes, I'd rather, I'd rather be inside than out. It's and a
3: ceiling. Right. So you stop the wind ripping through your body at least.
0: Now – I understand the thought of like, well, there's got to be some sort of uh, bare minimum of what a bedroom could be for a child. Like you just can't throw your kid down in the cellar and be like, you live with it, dude. If you're inside. You're fine. Your kid required that you
3: take care of them where this is you just trying to help somebody out so they don't die in front of your apartment. building. These are adults. House.
0: These are adults. Right. Like, and I guess that's the thing is like, dude, I don't care as an adult. If you want to go sleep in the attic, the basement, the back porch, the dude whatever gotta you got to right. You do what you got to do there. This isn't like, it's not kids.
3: They say, while we appreciate those who volunteer to provide additional resources in the community. Mr. Schiller's house does not comply with codes and regulations that guard against potential dangers such as carbon monoxide poisoning, inadequate light and ventilation, and insufficient exits in the event of a fire. Okay. That's all fine and good. Yeah, that all sounds okay. That's all fine and good, yet... Isn't that probably true of most of not, let's not say most. Isn't that probably true of a lot of people's basements where a car game is going to happen tonight? And you don't care about that. And no. to me, the, this looks more to me like, why are you cracking down on people being good? I, this is what happens is that you'll see this now and people will use this as a reason not to help other people. Like, this guy's just trying to be good. Like, he's not trying to turn a buck. If right. you're trying to p- turn a buck, then I'm like, all right, well, you got to make sure everything's right. But if you're just looking outside going, dude, that guy's going to freeze to death, get your ass in here, but he- doesn't want him in his living room, I'm all right with it.
0: Even, even if this guy was trying to make... Like a nonprofit out of this, then I understand. Like you're trying to run a halfway house, you're trying to that's run a, a homeless business. shelter. Well, at the very you, least, well, no, it's you have
3: you have to have an LLC, I believe, to run a nonprofit. So that's a, you're essentially a business at that point. Whether you're not a, a for-profit business, you're still a business. So that's a completely different thing. You and I would agree there. But I'm not allowed to look out the back door of my house and go. You know what, dude? I feel terrible for that guy. And you know what? Maybe my wife doesn't want him on the couch. So you know what? In the basement, you you, you can go.
0: I mean, even the concept of a you you. don't want him on the couch. I understand that. I mean, it sounds like, oh, my gosh, homeless people are people, too. And then, most important word is homeless. But I I get why you would be like, I don't know.
3: Not only that, but the guy thought enough to bring him inside, give him a cot to sleep on, blankets to use, (laughs) gave them food, gave them something warm to drink. So he thought all about that because of his good hearted nature. But he didn't think to himself. So like his basement's in that much. I mean, dude, this sounds to me like a guy. If his ba- if his basement was this dangerous, wouldn't
0: do it. I mean, like, yes, yes, one hundred percent. Like, it's not like this dude. It's not like this dude was giving them poison and like, Haha, I'm going to I'm going to like, no. This dude's doing this out of the kindness of his heart. Dude, they
3: came to his house with a warrant Tuesday but, and went into his basement. I
0: wonder how. Authorities knew about this. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, so you know that there's something happened in the garage. I mean,
3: last year with the EMTs. But how would you know he was going back this year? Doing it this That's year. Good
0: point. Um, and and I I wonder like. It could be because like I said, I mean, like, you've got to think there's plenty of basements throughout Stark County that maybe aren't finished. But like, you know, if you if you're give your 12 year olds like, dude, I want to have a slumber party with my best friends. You're, you're going to do like, it. Yeah. Take your idiot friends down there in the basement. And we'll set up, you know, we've got the couch down there and the old TVs down there. And it's like, well, I, I just I just don't know. Are you enforcing those laws or rules anywhere else? No, of course not.
3: They came up with a warrant, went into his basement. They said they found his ceiling height too low and windows too high. They shut me down and said I have 24 hours to return my basement to storage and take down whatever I have in here for these people. I have several cots with sleeping bags for everybody or they'll condemn the house. They'll say they're going (sighs) to
0: condemn the house. So they're they're making you take down the cots in 24 hours? Okay, you can say, hey, you can no longer have people sleeping down here, but who are they to tell you you can't have goddamn cots down there? That's, that's absolutely ridiculous. How are they condemning the house, too? It, maybe this is a part of the story that we're missing here. Maybe that house really isn't a house. It's more of like a shack. You know what I'm saying? Maybe this is a dangerous situation that people are getting themselves into. Because I can't see. Just because the basement doesn't have, like, a drop ceiling on it doesn't mean that they're going
3: All right, let me tell you why I think not. Because this is from NBCChicago.com, right? right is where I'm grabbing this. If it were, If there were a photo that would sell this, the photo would be attached to the article and it's a not shanty, right. right, right, right. I mean, wouldn't it be on the news to be like, well, look, and here's why. And right. they, they'd be drilling like the condition of the home to you.
0: Yeah. If, the, if there was no windows and they were sleeping right. like, in like, in, you know, three inches of water, then right. They I would, would. Think, I would think there'd be a
3: photo and Elgin, it's if crazy. I have my facts right, is, is a little bit nicer of an area of Chicago. I don't know that for sure, but I'm I'm drawing from memory when the last time I was there. I mean,
0: enough to have homeless people outside, you know, but I mean, that's not but that's not exclusive to a lot of areas. Chicago is a pretty big area, you know, huge city there.
3: So, you know, he noted that obviously the shelters in the area, uh, you know, are up to code and meet the requirements. But the problem is, dude, is that they turn people away all the time because of how many people need this. Right. And I just don't get it. It's like the guy's not trying to turn a dime off of it. He's just legitimately trying to be a good dude. And this to me seems like if you want to crack down on stuff, I'm all for it. But why are you cracking down on people who are getting help, who needs the help, and nobody's, it, like, the, nobody's forcing the guy to do it? He wanted to do it.
0: Um, it, Speaking of, like, people freezing and, and people needing to walk warm up. Uh, the southwest side of Canton, I'm sorry, the southeast side of Canton, the the Coleman Community Center that is open right now and will be open tonight and tomorrow oh, nice! For a, as, as a warming center right there. Well, that's so. good there. That's good. I just you don't. You need those things, dude. People are freezing to that. dude. Minus yes, one. You need those things. The
3: guy who was saying, I was doing this when the wind chill outside is 15 degrees or less. That's where he was started
0: to do it. Where if the windshield... <laughs> right? Like, I mean, come like, on. No, just go outside. You're better out there. That's I, ridiculous. I, like I
3: said, I, you can talk to me. I would agree that those... those If his basement's not up to code, I if you to let somebody live in there would be different. But if you're going to tell me those requirements aren't at least better, if his situation of his having walls and a ceiling and a cot and a blanket and something warm to drink isn't better than sleeping underneath a, a park bench in the Navy Pier, that's just a flat-out lie. And to me, this just sounds like we don't care if those people die. And I I honestly, man, I've been sitting with this for hours, and I just, I hate it. Like, there's something about this, and I also think it leads to less people helping somebody else because, well, if I'm going to get in trouble for it, I'm not helping people. Why would you? Right, exactly. And that, that to me, this is the wrong message. Shame on you, Chicago. That story's terrible. Your next opportunity to $1,000 is right now.
2: Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text from Rock 106.9. Welcome back
3: to the Singers' show. I'm Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. We do this every once in a while on the program where we stumble across something we see on the internet that we hate. That just gets massively popular, and Fantone's got his uh, suggestion for, for for this week's.
0: So on Facebook, this woman has kind of came at me before and is like, "Oh, you're an idiot! I can't believe you think that! I can't believe you believe that! Oh, you're so stupid!" And she just shared the video of. You slice an onion and you put it on your foot, and then you put a sock on and you go to sleep, and all of a sudden you're healthy the next morning, which is the most goddamn ridiculous thing I have ever even heard of, dude. I just, wh- wh- where now, is science?
3: I, I would have to imagine that a lot of this is we'll make this video to see how many people do it. Yeah, like I, yeah. how many people do you think have actually done that?
0: I would I mean the video's gone viral it's not like this is sold i thousands upon thousands i mean there's there's 300 million people in america so i mean we're going to talk about 300,000-plus people put an onion in their sock? What's it supposed to do for me? It's supposed to draw all the toxins out of your body, including removing bacteria from your blood. If you have bacteria in your blood, dude, you're probably in sepsis. And You know what I'm saying? Like, you're, You should be in the hospital. You should be putting produce in your socks. What are you talking about? Yeah,
3: I, I, th- I think if it's at that point, you're right. If you're in sepsis, I don't think an onion's going to do it.
0: No, I can guarantee you. I can, I, Dude, I will talk to any doctor in in, in the world, and who's going to tell me to put an onion on my blood? I can't
3: believe a doctor hasn't come out and like disproved that. Yeah, I mean,
0: because of the you're right. That thing's gone viral, right? I mean, like, I understand there's dumb people out there, and I understand old wives' tales too. But if you think that like the 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 illness of your body, and you're gonna you're gonna restore the pH balance of your body by putting an onion on your foot, what are you? How dumb are you? You know who's responsible for all this? It's that hippie,
3: David Wolf.
0: Oh, David Avocado Wolf. Oh
3: my God, is that guy annoying? I just feel like I feel like ten minutes with that guy, and I'd want to strangle him.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. You can get a point across in a short amount of time, but if you feel like you've gotten this new scientific revelation and it's coming to you from a 90-second Facebook video, do a little bit of fact-checking there. Do a little bit of research on now, that there.
3: he has one video that I that I sort of buy into, okay? Now, I don't think it's going to have any long-lasting effects for you, okay? So I don't think... But he has this video where he talks about how if you take your shoes and your socks off, and you walk on nature like grass or the barefoot. beach or you're walking barefoot that you're making a positive connection with like the planet and i would f- i would agree that not. i think if i took my shoes and socks off and ran through the grass that i could that the sensation of joy and maybe a childlike feeling might come over me feeling
0: sure hey this makes me happy sure but sure. i don't, but i think <laughs>
3: once i put my shoes back on
0: this isn't the, you you can't make the argument of like oh you're reconnecting to the earth okay you Feel that you feel good about that. I like walking around in the grass with my shoes off too. That doesn't mean there's going to be any like change in my body or the earth or anything like well, that. we talking not only about? that,
3: but couldn't I also make the argument that people who live in like places like Ohio, where it's minus one today, that if you have your shoes and your socks off, that you're just happy because it's summer.
0: Right, right. You're out there and you're enjoying yourself, and dude, you take the flip flops off. Like, like, couldn't
3: I just make that argument? Like, everybody gets happier when, like, the first you know, spring, and you're rolling the windows down and radios up. We all love that feeling.
0: I um, I, I, I get there's going to be old wives' tales and things like that, and like, hey, this worked for my grandma, so I continue to do it to my kids. feet are cold. Right, or you sweat it out, <laughs> or you do whatever. You know, right. but 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 if you're presenting something as scientific fact and you're you're, it's essentially going viral. I mean, honestly, you're doing a great serv- a disservice to the world here. By like by by like continuing to, to further like misinformation like I I I blows my mind that dudes like David Avocado Wolf in like these BuzzFeed videos that are just one hundred percent crap I can't believe people buy into it but you believe you're gonna share what you believe you're gonna you, if it if it reinforces your system you're gonna be like all right well that works
3: I feel like an onion farmer did it. God. <laughs> right? Like, dude, the not just the onion, not just for cheeseburgers anymore. I guess, man.
0: Dude, what is wrong with you people? Put an onion on your foot. I just,
3: yeah, I don't, I I don't, when I saw that, I was like, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I saw it again, Mm -hmm. and I was like, Mm -hmm. wait a minute. Mm -hmm." Like, what do I get out of that? And actually, it says, if you watch that whole thing, it says at the end of it that you, what you're worried might happen is that your feet will stink because there's an onion in there. It says, actually, no, it says that that, that it smells, your Feet will smell better okay, because you're pulling okay. all the moisture and that stuff out of your skin. It sticks to the onion itself. Therefore, when you throw it away, your foot's gonna smell better. We've
0: got an audience of 20 million strong in the Stansberry show. Right. If, if, if one of might you
3: might be, that might be David Wolf making numbers <laughs> if up right there. One
0: of you has not done this. I encourage one of you to do this over the course of the weekend and, and get to get at us. Send on me Monday. the video. Yeah, let us know. Let us know how it goes. Let us know how healthy you are.
2: I think this is this
3: is a little God. bit placebo here, right? Like you're told this works, so you put it in your sock. You wake up the next day you're like oh my god I feel great
0: no dude I hope you wake up feeling worse and I hope you wake up feeling like an idiot I do <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie to you I hope you take your slack off and your husband or your wife or whoever's laying next to you looks at you and says see see how dumb you are see how right Fantone was the, now, Andy brings up a
3: great point via Twitter. He says, the
0: issue is, is that people can say
3: dumb things and it's a lot easier than a person can disprove it. Science takes time and idiots don't take the time Fair. to watch the science disproving it. Fair. That's a great point, Andy. Fair. That is true. And we always say this too, is that you, I, and Fanton already said in the break, people will share what they want to believe. You know what I mean? So, like, if you if you want this to be true, you'll share it.
0: Now, I know some people are going to be like, well, these crooked pharmaceutical companies and doctors overprescribing opioids, we got to look for a new way to heal ourselves. Fine, but onions aren't it, dude. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, you no,
3: f- dude, vaccinate your kids. Take your kid to the doctor and don't put onions in your eat, socks.
0: Eat the onion, dude. Eat more vegetables. That's going to make you healthy. Putting it on your foot will do nothing for you. Yeah, I don't get that one. Stupid people. It's stupid. And I'm telling you, and this woman has come at me before, and like I've met her before, and she's like, "Phantom, you're oh, just an idiot. Oh, you're just an idiot. You're just dumb. And I'm like, lady, uh, you're sharing the goddamn onion video. Uh,
3: I, are you, you want my Man. suggestion for worst, worst internet thing of the week?
0: What is that? What do you got over there?
3: Snakes no longer hiss. They now call you bro, babe, uh, or friend. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Like, again, I'm not knocking you, because obviously you've been through a situation yeah. where, where people you thought were close to you screwed you over. But... When you post things like that, I worry for you that what you're doing is telling those snakes that you haven't discovered yet in your life that you're susceptible to being screwed over. It's much like when a woman or a man, doesn't matter, doesn't matter, after a breakup, Starts talking about, no more people who do this to me. And it's like, dude, people who are opportunistic are looking at you going, yeah, right, I'm smart and I'll be able to get over on you. All you're doing is opening those doors to these people to screw you over some more. Now, I feel bad for you if somebody close Sorry. to you did something to you. That's awful. But if you post that kind of stuff, all you're doing is reinforcing people's opinion, which is you are essentially an easy target.
0: You got to get off social media, dude. This is the biggest stress. What do I always say? A, it's a very nice day, dude. It's just sitting here looking at social media, screaming at
3: people. What do I always say? I always say, if your job doesn't directly relate to you being on it, you should probably get off of it. I want to go back to this thing that was happening in Chicago okay. for just a minute here, where this guy was like letting uh, homeless people sleep in his basement. And people been on me during the break. Well, you all know, right. y- you know, y- y- you got to be able to get out of there in case there's a fire. Fine. If you're turning it into a place that you're renting out and turning a profit, then it needs to live up to the code. Yes. But if it's 10 degrees outside, you look out your front door and you do the Christ-like thing, which is grab a couple of people and put them in your basement. I'm sorry, dude. I'm not looking for a way to shut you down. I'm looking for a way to pat you on the goddamn back because I feel like the world needs more of that. You can preach to me about the Bible all you want. This dude's out here doing it, getting it done. It's not what you say. It's what you do. And this guy's doing it, and I'm sorry, I'm not looking for a way to shut it down. I still think that his basement is probably in a better condition than any park bench in America. So ultimately, I feel like that thing was okay. We will close out the pro- uh, the program. That will be next on Rock 106.9.
2: The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Nine.
1: And all I gotta say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh, God. Oh, my God. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. A friend of mine said to me the other day, why don't you write a song about all this NFL stuff? So, here it goes. It's called...
2: Kick the Dust Up." If, if he were
1: habitual homosexuals, then by all means... Take a hike.
2: I thought I like women. women! Women women women
0: And here he is, having the time of his life. <laughs> there's
1: those big
2: <laughs>
1: It is other than jazz, it's the only
0: other real American art form there is.
2: There's a dirty little secret. I've said
1: that if Melinda!
2: Brown Duncan,
1: baby If I want my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her But you he gotta eat the booty like groceries You gonna die doing this, dumbass yeah. yeah. You f***ing fool Open your mouth so I can give you this milk Open your f***ing mouth, man I Gotta do you like my two-year-old baby The truth of the matter is You were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. What? You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face, bam, all upside his head. Just slap them. That b- can make you slap somebody. This is terrible. This is terrible. I'm 46 years old. Can you know, I'm I'm your kid go, off, I had to take off my shoes to run. So kiss my black. Instead of curiosity, why do they boy? What what's the point of it? Why do you find joy in taking innocent people finding a way to be mean to? not okay, they make fun of my nose, they call me ugly, they say I have no friends. I would just reiterate that again, our record's unacceptable and we accept full responsibility for that. I want to say this, Hugh Jackson will be back as our coach next year in 2018. Uh, That's the one thing I came here for and I haven't delivered uh, that. Uh, to this organization or football team. And for that, I apologize. But I promise you this. I'm going to do everything in my power, you know, from this moment on uh, to get this organization turned to winning.
0: Uh, except for jumping in that lake. <laughs> I like how he says from this moment on, like, what have you been doing for the last two years, a-hole? Like, what have you been doing? <laughs> what are you working on?
3: What are you working on there? Ah oh, man, it's going to just be months of, like, which quarterback is it going to be in right. the drafting and this and that and, I, don't know. I
2: stand
0: firm to what I said with Munch earlier. I really do think with one of those top two picks, they need to get a, a stud tackle. And I know there's a couple of them available, so it's
3: not a bad idea because you know Munch even said he doesn't
0: think Joe Thomas is coming back. If you're if you are confident with the quarterback you're taking at one, you need to get him protection with the four.
3: I still think, and this is what I felt Dorsey was gonna do is he was gonna go get you either Kirk Cousins, Alex Smith, something like that. Mm-hmm. Although, dude, our buddy Dustin thinks that the that the Steelers jump in front of you and offer cousins a bunch of money and get him away, which I Honestly, that, that may end up happening there because I think Ben's probably going to call it quits. But I think even if you do go get me a guy like that, I think you still take Darnold at number one and you resolve yourself to the fact that he's not playing
0: this year. If you take, if you go get a serviceable quarterback, an Alex Smith or a Kirk Cousins, if you go do that, I would at that point say Browns, then with the number one draft pick, you need to pick a non-miss. You need to pick another Miles Garrett. You need to pick an absolute stud. So maybe that's when you pick your number one as that... As the best available player, and that probably is going to be one of those offensive line. Try to get the
3: quarterback at four,
0: and then try to get the quarterback at core because one of those quarterbacks is going to be left Well, at Baker four. Mayfield
3: will be there at four for sure. Well,
0: I mean, you know, you you you've got you've got two teams in between what your first pick and your second two, so I think that the, the quarterback's still you know realistically going to be there at four. So like, I don't know, I feel like. If you get that serviceable guy that's going to be a stopgap for two or three years, then, yeah, that, then, then it changes the entire, the, the, the entire draft
3: model. Not a, not a bad plan there, but I wouldn't mind. Like, And Munch brought this up, is that Cousins has got years left on, uh, in that tank. But even still, I think then what you do is you still take Darnold, and you get him nurtured along, and you work. Because people's knock on Sam Darnold is that his footwork isn't great yet. But he's got the cannon, he's got the arm, he knows where to put the ball, all that. But his footwork isn't great. So fine. You leave him on the bench for a year. I'm told Hugh Jackson is a quarterback whisperer. Then whisper and turn Sam Darnold into a world beater while he's not playing. Do the Cleveland Browns
0: take two quarterbacks? Is that even something to entertain? Wow. One in in four. You take two quarterbacks. You get the guy you really want. Then you're like, all right, here's, here's the dude coming for your job. If you're
3: Deshaun Kaiser right now and you're sitting there thinking Jeez. I mean you just know, right? Like there's a there's just a big old target on your back.
0: There's probably a little bit of him that's like, "You know what, dude? Go get Alex Smith. Go draft two quarterbacks. Cut me and let me go to another team." I'm sure there's some of that on him. I don't want to be I don't want to be a burri anymore. Look at these idiots. They're doing a a parade. We lost every game, and these morons are doing a parade. I got to get out of this town.
3: But, dude, he's a lot of the reason. I mean, how many picks did you throw in the red zone?
0: I mean, there's no shortage of reasons. No shortage of A lot.
3: I mean, you can't put it all on him, but he threw a ton of picks in the red zone and lost a couple of games. Like... They were there were games that they were in, and I think he probably did a disservice to him. So, but yeah, you're right. Is he sitting there personally thinking that? I'm sure. Yeah. Hey, get me out of here. One and four, two quarterbacks in the top ten by the same team. That has to be the first time that it's ever oh, happened. Oh
0: yeah, unprecedented. I'm sure.
3: I don't know if you do it, but man, like I never thought of that. I never thought of that. I just think you can get – if Baker Mayfield's the quarterback you want, I think you can get him down the draft in a much further pick away from one or four. I think Baker – I think, dude, remember Johnny Manziel? He was going to go top five, remember? And then he went 22 to us because everybody can talk about hype and you can talk about all this stuff, but when it comes right down to it, then people start to, you know, tear you apart. And I've been told that the – the analogy between Baker and Johnny is lazy and stupid. Mark Schwab was telling me this the other day. And I would agree that I think people are jumping too far into that, that comparison. But there have been some Baker things I didn't love. The cops having to tackle them on campus or whatever, I didn't love. The grabbing of the junk thing, I'm fine with because I think that's men competing. And I think I could probably see Tom Brady doing that somewhere in his NFL career.
0: Cop issue, a little bit of college kids being college kids. I know you're not an average college kid when you're a Division One NFL prospect, but like college kids being college kids. Sorry, I'm an idiot, dude. It was you know, I'm drunk, you know.
3: You're not wrong, but that's not the world. You know what I mean? Like, yes, ultimately, but that stuff does affect draft stock. And so my take is I think it still holds up that he will be there in a later
0: pick. The NFL playoffs start this week. And instead of that, it's like, nope, what are they doing in the draft? Oh, God, the Browns are so bad, bro. So bad.
3: Jay writes in and says he thinks Josh Allen out of Wyoming goes higher than Baker Mayfield, and I agree. I think what you're going to see with Josh Allen is somebody's going to Carson Wentz it. Somebody's going to be like, dude, this is another Carson Wentz where he plays at a small school, and they're going to talk about, like, he never beat anybody and this and that, but he's got skill. And I think because of how high and how hard Carson has popped so far for the Eagles, you're going to see a team take a huge swing on Josh Allen. I would agree. And I would admit, Josh Allen looks appealing to me.
0: They've got one, they've got four, they've got 33 and 35 as their picks within the top 40, so dude, there's no excuse why you don't walk out of here with the quarterback that you want. There's no excuse to not walk out of here with playmakers. There's no excuse for the Browns to go 0-16 again. I'm sorry, you've got your your football guy in place now. You're gonna have another interjection of talent right here. They have to improve.
3: There were some bright spots. I know nobody talks about them, but Christian Kirksey was one of the best defensive players in the league this year. Miles Garrett, has proven to be worth the number one pick. So there's some stuff to build on here. Not a ton, but there's some stuff. Because everybody's telling me, oh, well, they're going to be younger next year than they were this year in certain positions. But I think, again, you will see John Dorsey during this offseason start to bolster this roster a little Patriots style, meaning they're going to go pick players that are already NFL worthy off of other teams where the rosters are too deep and we're going to start to fill in holes that way. At least that's what I'm hoping on. Fantone will be at the Charge game later yeah. this evening. It's Dollar Dog Night, Sugardale Dollar oh, Dog yeah. Night at the uh, Canton Charge game. That will be at the Civic Center and also First Friday taking place downtown. And, uh, Dude, my good buddy Mike down at Busman's doing 90s hip-hop night. So, dude, that's where you'll be able to find me. Nice, dude. Looking forward to that. Stansberry, looking just looking, her, that. looking for her. Looking
0: for Miss Bad Bitch 2017, the grind zone up at Buzzbin right now. Dude, maybe that maybe those chicks that were twerking outside of your apartment, old school 90s night, bro, they might be there.
3: I don't know if they have any Misfits shirts to get into Busbin, but we'll find out. Yeah. I'll be down there for that. Pretty excited about it. Aside from that, we're done. Teresa will get you hooked up with $1,000. 1010, she'll give you the next keyword. You'll text it into to 200, 200 get rich And we'll talk to you again Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a fantastic
2: and safe weekend. See you. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9.